If you and your team want to cut down on busy work and get more choice and control over accounts payable, you need Bill. Bill Accounts Payable is your secret weapon for saving time on AP. And with a special offer at bill.com slash podcast, you'll save money too. With Bill, streamline your entire AP process, including bill creation, approvals, and payments. You can pay with ACH, credit card, check, and international wire transfer. Plus, you can easily integrate with most accounting software. No wonder hundreds of thousands of businesses are already using Bill to manage their AP. Schedule a free demo now to see how Bill can automate your financial operations. And right now, get 15% off when you subscribe to Bill Accounts Payable. There's never been a better time to sign up. This special offer is available for a limited time only at bill.com slash podcast. Terms apply. See bill.com slash podcast for details. Save big money on new windows now at Menards. Update your home with vinyl windows from Jeldwin. They're durable, energy efficient, and are low maintenance. Menards carries over 100 different size and style options in stock, ready to take home today. Save big on Jeldwin windows in store or view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more window deals happening this week now at Menards. Save big money at This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. Hear from me, four-time Olympic gold medalist Michael Johnson, on the Data Brilliant podcast from Data Leaders, Click. I talk to Click's Joe Dos Santos about the role of data in my running career and in my business today as I help prepare future athletes. Tune in to hear us as we discuss the psychological and personal qualities needed to be a champion and how data can help you recognize what it takes to win. Search Data Brilliant on your preferred podcast platform to listen now. Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you. We'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted little piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. Test, test, and we're, then we're laughing about it. And we're like, ha, 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 we don't need to do that like last week. Uh, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Uncle Mosh like, goes, did you hit all the buttons? And I'm like... 
Uh, uh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start saying that about 20 minutes before we go on. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. So well, we've got all the buttons pressed now. The knobs have been turned. The dials are dials. The plugs are plugged in. Uncle Mosh has got his new soundboard uh, rocking oh, over there. I got, a new, I got a new toy. Well, yeah, you got, got a, a new toy. toy. You can't. Yeah. It's, it's off camera. Hit, you, the, uh, hit, the, hit the, the fan cave security. Oh, cam. there you go. There's the fan cave security. Cam. There you go. Uh, there you go. Oh, look, at, look at that. He's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a space saver soundboard working over there. So now uh, uh, Uncle Mosh can keep us thing producing uh, <laughs> on the fly. And then when we do our live stream, which we're going to talk a lot about later, then you can actually, you will be the producer extraordinaire, you, Uncle You Mosh. did that because when I almost spilled my coffee <laughs> on everything last week, you're like, ah, that, that, that 49 cent <laughs> cup of coffee I got at the gas station was not worth $12,000 worth of equipment. <laughs> we almost had a wee bit of a catastrophe on the electronic <laughs> side that's right but, uh, but yeah so now we have the uh the space saver soundboard is working over there so uncle mosh is uh is, is well protected so uncle mosh don't forget to look at the camera oh, hi, yeah. uh, appreciate you guys check it here we go there's your now you're live look down the barrel there there you go uh, hi barrels <laughs> I think you're supposed to say hi to the barrel. You're supposed oh. to say hi to Raider Nation. <laughs> hi Raider Nation behind the barrel. Okay. Go. All right. Anyway, so can we can we do the show? Yes, let's we'll get it moving here. So uh a uh, lot to talk about, you know, tonight. Uh, Uncle Mosh and I were talking before the show. You know, it's funny about Sunday night, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking Gosh, what are we going to talk about on the show? And then by Tuesday, I'm cutting stories because there's so much stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, there's always Raider news uh, until about June. Then, uh, then it tends to dry up a little bit. But in the meantime, uh, we are glad to bring you another uh, what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so uh, this is episode number uh, 117, and uh, so we're going to get to the significance of the number 117. We're going to talk about our... uh, so, um, we're going to give some respect on the show in a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the Raiders and where they're going to play. Uh, we're going to talk about some free agent and draft uh, targets. We're going to talk about the one and only Charles Woodson. We're going to talk about Donald Penn. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about the sea of fans and listen to your voicemails and emails. Uh, then we're going to uh, do a little Raiders and pop culture, and then we'll stick a fork in, in episode number 117. So appreciate everybody that's joining us uh, via audio podcast and now that I'm recording. And thank you to everybody that's joining us on the live stream on YouTube.com. I can't scroll down, but I can see uh, uh, Herman Munster is in there, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, of course, Adam Hill, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Chris Potts, Sam Acosta, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Chris Rubio, Stoned Raider. Get some Doritos, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, Raider Rich is in there. Uh, Razor Raider's in there. Matt Santini. Busy tonight uh, in the in the chat room tonight. Busy, so, busy, busy. So thank you all so very, very much for uh, uh, for joining us that way and participating in Raiders Fan Radio in the chat. And uh, watch out because Sheriff Ron is in there. You know what I mean? So you don't want, you want to do anything to get out of line because the old Mater Raider the will. The Mater uh, Raider is will, uh, on that's you. That's right. He'll, he'll pull your card there. So uh, anyway, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, okay, so the best ways to support um, the Raiders Fan Radio, we'll do a little housekeeping here on the front end. Uh, as you know, if you listen to us via audio podcast, please subscribe uh, in that way. So that's you could subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You could subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, you can download our app and you can listen to Raiders Fan Radio on the Android app. So please uh, support us by doing that. If you are a fan of YouTube, please subscribe and like us there. Uh, sub- hit that subscribe button. There's now over 1,300 of you that subscribe to us every week. And we appreciate every one of you. And we want to keep that momentum going. Uh, on on YouTube and 
appreciate you uh, supporting Raiders Fan Radio in that way. Two new things coming up very, very soon. We finally got our T-shirts uh, in the works. That's right. And uh, we've got some proofs that are on the way. So we should have those this week. Mosh and I are going to look at those, make sure they're exactly what we want, and then we'll send them off to the, uh, to the shirt guy. You know, every good Italian has a guy. I got, right? a, I got, a, I got a guy. You got a guy. You got a shirt I got guy. A, I got a shirt guy. You made this shirt. <laughs> I, got a, I got a guy. You got a guy. You know? So we'll send him off to Uncle Mosh's guy, and then we'll uh, we'll have the new shirts, and we'll have those available uh, for sale on the uh, Raiders Fan Radio website, and then we will also have those for sale at our live stream and meetup at the NFL Draft coming up here in just a couple of months. Uh, one last thing for you is that we've also – uh, we started a new partnership with uh, with NFL.com, Mosh. And wow. Yeah, yeah. So there's a link below in our uh, you know in our show notes there for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, and we'll have it on the podcast as well. There's a link there. So if you're going to go buy something at NFLShop.com, if you would do us a favor, hit that link and go to NFLShop.com that way. Just basically, you're just going through us. It's going to take you to the same place. It's just going to have a little thing that you won't even notice, but it'll it'll be a little blip in there that will basically register us as the way that you got to NFLShop.com. Which is cool because it gets our it gets our, our stuff out there. The, you know, like you said, you know, uh, what did you say last week when you're talking about, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember what I had for breakfast I know, this right? morning. Yeah. No, but you know, like uh, uh, the the same waves float the raider ship. Oh or yes, something. all all tides uh, the, the rising tide raises all pirate ships. Uh, I, okay, so I was close. The same waves float the raider. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I got that from the pillaging podcast guys. Yeah, that's well, what, that's you what know, Kenny, if it works, we'll steal it. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's what Kenny says, and it's a it's a great it's uh, a great line. It's a great line, and so um, but the, here's what we're doing with it. So I'll just to, you know be fully transparent with you guys. We've had a lot of, and I was actually emailing with, with Aaron Q-Dog Raider earlier today, and I, and I talked about this, is that there are numerous ways to monetize podcasts. There are numerous ways to make money, essentially, doing this. Well, we don't make any money on this. This is absolutely 100% a hobby. We've gotten gear and things, but we've never made dime one uh, doing Raiders fan radio. This is just absolutely something that we, we love to do. But it does cost a lot of money to put together a podcast. And so instead of doing like a, a Patreon or trying to find ways to... What's a Patreon? It's a, like a service where people can donate. They can buy like basically a subscription to your channel. Cost for, somebody money? Yeah, like a dollar. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, see, you know, exactly. I never wanted to do that. But here's what I, w- I do want to do is that I want to... Do it this way and not I don't want to monetize on YouTube. I don't want to take donations on YouTube. And many of you thank you because you've reached out to us and said, hey, why don't you guys do super chat? Why don't you guys do all these different things so we could do it? Look, I love that that you care enough about us to want to give us money so we can keep doing what we're doing. But here's what I would like to do with this instead. We're going to monetize some things by like this partnership with NFLshop.com and some other things that are in the works. I want to give it away. Uh, sure, yeah, I would yeah. love to help pay for our costs of doing the show, but I want I want to ask you, Raider Nation, for some charitable ideas. Anything with the military is a hu- we're a huge fan of. Anything with kids we're a big fan of. I would like it to somehow be football related. But my goal with this is that if if, if some of the, the the money that we can generate, if we can use some of it to pay for the show, great. But most importantly, I want to give it away, and we'll be fully transparent with you with how much we're getting and where we're putting it. And and I was even thinking about like our church mosh does a thing at the end of the year when they 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 take in all the ties 
during the Christmas season, and all that money that they take in only goes to very specific right, right. foundations and things to help other people. I thought it might be a kind of a cool thing for us to accumulate dollars throughout the course of the year, and then during the holiday season, stroke we'll just check. give stroke a big old check and give it all away. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, or what? So, anyways, that's what I'm what we're doing. Sure, so, sure. this whole affiliate thing and these other things you're going to see coming from us. This isn't Mosh and I trying to line our pockets. This isn't us even, frankly, buying new equipment. We got that covered. We're, 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 between the two of us, we've we've you know invested enough, and we'll continue to do so. But we do want to generate some money so we can give it away. That's that's what we're we're goal is with this. So you got anything on that before I? No, I mean I I, it's it's an easy thing to do. You know, a lot of people for like like I had that big birthday. I had, I had my 60th birthday, and and so what I had done was I had gone through the Facebook and uh, I had I had asked for folks instead of you know instead of lining those truckloads of stuff that they were going to bring <laughs> to me, you know, stroke a check to wounded warriors. You know, that's, it's something that's, that I'm passionate about. You know, there's snowball runs, there's gold star families, there's a zillion really, really good organizations that don't take a lot of money off the top for administrative costs where that, you know, the, those that, that give back so much, to those guys in need, and and that's you know I think that's that's great. That's what we need to do. We got so many vets out there, you know that that need a handout. You know, I, I, they need a hand, not a handout. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you know. That's what we're all about. Uh, the Bolitnikov Foundation is oh, one there you go. Fantastic, see, uh, yes, yes. Uh, organization that I'd love to see us be able to help fund. You know, there's um, there's a zillion. There's Stabler's got his XOXO uh, Foundation. Ex- there's yeah, a, there's, there's, a, bu- there's, there's a, a ton. Bun. We've had a bunch of people on that have talked about and and you know, we'll, God, we'll, you know, we we we'll just just share the wealth. We'll just share. Yeah, so we'll just kind of figure share it out. We don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a grand plan. This is just me kind of talking through this stuff and i wanted to share with you guys kind of what, what what's going on with it so when you see things come up from us then you know exactly exactly why all right uncle mosh hit our contact info there and then we'll go ahead and get started with episode number 117 all right boys and girls pay attention you got your old uncle mosh here with an update that's right i got some stuff for you take out a piece of paper a pencil a pen a uh, heck use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway first off you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right. RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio hotline 909-345-3346 that's 909-345-3346 don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, Uncle Mosh, next up here on Raiders Fan Radio, we're going to give out a little bit of respect. We don't do props, we don't do shout-outs, nothing wrong with those things, but here on Raiders Fan Radio, we like to give out uh, a little bit of respect. So I got two guys this week, Uncle Mosh, want to give respect to. Number one, I want to give uh, respect to our very own Houston Raiders Steve. 
Uh, Houston Raider Steve is a very active member of our uh, of our of our what do you call the what are, what are our Raiders fan Raiders, radio community? Yeah, our, yeah, yeah, our, our community's uh, good. Yeah, the 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 the, uh, the Raiders fan radio. Not, I can call them fans, but listeners, whatever. Anyways. So, anyways, he's very active, and Houston Raider Steve calls us all week long. I love it. I listen to every single one of his messages, only due to time constraints, so I not just play them all for you. And, in fact, as we get closer to the offseason, uh, when things wind down a little bit, I may just play all Steve's stuff because it's great. But, anyway, so Steve reached out to me and said, Hey, Murph, I talked to this guy in Birmingham named William Parker. Here's his phone number. And wow, I go, okay. who's he? Okay. I know. That's what I said. So, uh, so I checked it out. Well, Steve hipped me to the story about the city of Birmingham putting out a press release that they were going to be open for business to bring the Raiders to Birmingham to play at Legion field. Wait, Birmingham's three and a half hours from us. Dude. I know. That's, oh, I know. Oh, oh, oh. So that's what I'm sure. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is freaking cool as crap, right? Like, I look, I know we all want them to be in Oakland and like I, all that aside. I know I'm just talking about like, look, if they are going to play somewhere else selfishly, I'd rather them be three hours from uh, our house than yeah. three hours from your house. You know what I mean? The proverbial you, whoever you are listening, like, yeah, I want them to be close to us because we love the Raiders. So, um, so anyway, so I, I reached out. Well, I got a hold of this guy, William Parker. And so, uh, so again, thank you, Steve, for the hookup and the, um, and for him, he did the legwork on this. You know, Steve's like our unofficial show booker now. Yeah, He's like yeah. booking guests for us, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, so thank you for that. But then, so I did an interview with William Parker. We're going to play that for you in a little bit. Those of you in the YouTube audience, you're not going to hear it. You're going to have to come back and listen to it on the podcast. But I did an interview with this guy and he was great. And he gave us all the information, gave a full rundown of the story. And then here's why I want to really single him out and give him respect. Here we are, just a little old fan podcast, right? Talk to this guy, do this great interview. The next day, yesterday, I'm away from the show. I'm out doing the day job. My phone rings and it's him. And I go, hello. And he goes, hey, Murph. And I go, I go, hey, Councilman Parker. And he goes, hey, I just wanted to give you an update. He goes, I just wanted to let you know that and I said, well, sir, I said, I'm not recording. I said, I'm in my car. You know, and he goes, that's okay. He goes, I just wanted to reach out to you. And I wanted to let you know that we've entered into a partnership with the city of Tucson. And we're going to amend our offer to the Raiders. We're not just looking at the city of Birmingham. We're now going to be in partnership with, with Tucson, Arizona and Sun Devil Stadium. And so we're going to open this thing up to offer up uh, seven or eight. It's probably seven because they're going to pay one game in London. Right. Seven home dates for the Raiders between the two cities. So wow. I just wanted to let you know that. And I'm like... Thank you. Like I've never, we've talked to a million people. He's the first one that's ever called me back, fought enough of us to call us back. And I said, well, I said, has the story been released? And he said, yep. He said, we just brought it today. He said, do you remember when we talked and I told you to stay tuned? I said, yes, sir. Yeah. And he said, well, and he said, this is what I was talking because I couldn't tell you then, but I can tell you now. I'm like, wow. super cool, man. I'm like, this guy's great. So anyways, major props to councilman William Parker. Um, you're going to hear a lot from him today, uh, but on the front end, just wanted to definitely give him props uh, for doing that. So pretty cool, huh? Yeah, Nate? very cool. It's really awesome to have a politician on our side. Hello, take notice, Oakland. <laughs> I know, right? San Francisco. I know, and that's kind of one of the things that has been the sentiment is that it's like here you have these two cities now. You have Tucson and Birmingham that are like, come on, Raiders. You can play here for free. Like, wow. just, just, just come on. 
just cut and like and then now you know and then everybody in 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 the bay area is like it's a you know they're banging their head against the wall trying to find a place to play because it's constant fights it's just crazy uh but anyway so very very cool hope you guys enjoy that interview all right so uh we always name our episodes uncle mosh after a significant uh or we name oh, let me oh my gosh are you do you need do you need a shot of coffee <sighs> I got my Raider coffee mug, and I'm already halfway through it. Already have Here, let me, do, let me do a quick imitation uh, of oh, you just oh, now. Oh, 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 okay, oh. we always do okay. our uh, uh, two, one, seven, uh, seven, seven come 11. Is this the crap show? Oh. <laughs> Holy oh, mackerel. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Here we go. And to you, Josh. So here on Raiders Fan Radio, we always like to reflect back on something significant in Raiders history uh, based on our show number. Hey, <laughs> so, you're almost sounding like those. Oh, no, we got to go back to ASMR. Oh, my gosh. All right, so here for episode number 117, we would like to celebrate. Oh, the people in our chat, just oh. I'm looking at the numbers, just went from 33 to 4. We want to celebrate <laughs> Tyre Whitehead. You are killing me. So, Tier Whitehead, as you know, is a linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. (laughs) You're so stupid. Isn't that what they do? Yeah. Talk sound and then they play weird sounds? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Cracking me up. Oh, that's funny. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and now for something completely different. All right, Uncle Mosh, take so it away. So something completely different. Why don't we try going back to our script? <laughs> <laughs> why are we 117 tonight? Uh, why, we are 117 because uh, this past year we signed a fantastic linebacker, interior linebacker. Look, my glasses are all fogged up. <laughs> fantastic. It's all you guys know what I've been laughing and stuff. You go, fantastic. I can't talk tonight, man. Q Dog goes on the chat. He goes, Murph does NPR. <laughs> yeah, the delicious. The, or was the one with Tim Meadows? The, the Quiet Storm. The Quiet Storm. It's it, yeah. none of them will ever be as good as Sweaty Ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mosh, tell me about your sweaty balls. <laughs> it's winter. You're gonna have to wait a minute. <laughs> Oh my All gosh, right. I'm dying over here. Why, so right. why is this? All right, one more time. All right, so Tahir Whitehead, the linebacker for the Oakland Raiders this last year, had 117 tackles and played all but three defensive snaps for the Raiders. So Tahir Whitehead is one of our new favorite players on defense. Of course, he needs a lot of help. You know, the Raiders linebacking core and the Raiders defense as a whole struggled so much at times, uh, but he was definitely one of the bright spots uh, when it when it comes to the to the team's play, and none more so than when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. We won the game this year, and uh, and 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 uh, uh, gosh, bless them, doing it again. And Tyre was a huge part of that game. He made two huge plays in the game. Right, Omar. right. He made the uh, the interception. Of course, it was deflected by Connor. Sure. And then he made uh, the, a big fourth and one stop. So we have those plays here for you. Real quick before we listen to him, I do want to highlight something that 
the, look, it was a badly thrown ball that was going to Antonio Brown, but Gary Conley makes an amazing athletic play coming back to the ball and deflecting it to begin with on arguably the best wide receiver in all of football. Sure, absolutely. And then here comes Whitehead and swoops in and does a, you know, like barely off the ground. I'm not going to refer to that one Franco catch, but right. you know what I mean? He barely catches it right off. The, it's an amazing play. It's a great, definitely one of the highlights defensively for the Raiders. So. And one of the notes that you wrote on my stuff is that he played all but three defensive snaps. Yeah, man. That's crazy, he, yeah, he's, man. Yeah, it's, he's a gamer, man. He's awesome. He's been, and he's a great guy. Good family, man. This is the guy that we did the story about. We actually had him on the show. The guy that um, had his, his car was broken down. Yeah, and, yeah. And he said, and some random guy kind of pulled up on him and, and said, hey, do you need help? And it was Tayer Whitehead. Like, and gave him a ride. And, like, I mean, it was just super, super cool. So, anyways, and, but, but before you hit the audio, yeah. So, so the reason that he's, that we're going with him at, with, our featured episode number, 117. Now I'm doing it. It must be the jinx. Yeah, yeah. But he had 117. Pla- yeah. 117 <laughs> tackles. Did he, or was they packles? But they were packles. <laughs> but at least they weren't cankles. <laughs> All right, let's play this and get out of here. Let's move on. Uh. It's a sucking down now. Dodge, much better protection. And it's intercepted. The ball was batted. And then tipped off by Whitehead. The most consistent player, Whitehead, has made a great play. But this is Gary O'Connor again, avoiding the pass interference. The discipline to come over the top, to keep the right hand off Antonio Brown, and swatting it away. Just a tremendous effort by Gary O'Connor and Tyre Whitehead with the pick, making plays when the play needs to be made. On his last drive, fourth and one. And they're going to run it. Nope, they're going to throw it. And did McDonald get there? He did not. What a play by Whitehead. Raider defense sliced up all year long playing good football today. All right, there we go. Tyre Whitehead, such a huge part of not only that win against the Steelers, but any significant success that the Raiders had on defense this last year. He was definitely a huge part of that. All right, Uncle Mosh, let's go ahead and get into some breaking news. So uh, we've hit the... Uncle Mosh, there was a high-profile Super Bowl-winning quarterback traded today to one of our division rivals. Who was it? Oh, Flacco. <laughs> Flacco. So this, I, I said to you earlier, this gives me another reason to hate Flacco. <laughs> like Absolutely. I didn't have enough already. Oh, now I God. got like, like double donkey reasons <laughs> to hate this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, anybody that would have John Elway on their helmet, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A self-portrait yeah, of Elway. Portrait, a, a side portrait of Elway there on the on the on the helmet. Jeez. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So Joe Flacco uh, goes to the uh, Denver Broncos. No uh, terms of the trade has been made official yet, and really, uh, they can't announce it officially until May 13th. That's when the league year starts. So when we look at the way that the calendar, the off season breaks down, and let's see, and I have it here. So. On February 19th, that's the franchise or the transition tag day. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying over here. I'm I'm mumble mouthing. Sorry. (laughs) And every time you giggle, it makes me giggle. And then we go into this downward spiral of dumbassedness. (laughs) It's because you start laughing and your glasses fog up and you can't read any of your notes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look at yeah, they do. They fog up, man. <laughs> you know, every time you go, look at this. That's great radio. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, is so, it off season? So over the, those of you on the YouTube, oh, you can't, now they're not fogged up. I took them off. They didn't fog. Right. Uh, oh my gosh! Let's get through this. Okay. So sorry, guys. We're a mess. So. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Uh, look at look at stupid glasses. Up like a you're so stupid. <laughs> it's like when you go and you're inside the air conditioning and you walk out or, and it's hot outside and your glasses. No, my famous one is when I'm checking when I'm checking whatever uh, I, I got out of the freezer and it's in the oven <laughs> and I yeah. open the oven. And that oh, steam yeah, just yeah, gives yeah. me right in the face. And I reach in anyway. <laughs> and then I've got burnt fingers and I'm yelling at the dog. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mosh. Ah, I'm dying over here. All right, so back to the story. So February 26th uh, through March 4th is the scouting combine. So that's the sex. Oh, <laughs> that's the <a> sex. <laughs> the second significant day in the, <laughs> the offseason. <laughs> Ron says, what? Ron says, Ron goes, what's up, what's up, running bear? You're in, you just joined us in time for Murph's mid-mental breakdown. So breaking news, Flacco, 34, oh has no God. more guaranteed money on his contract. His contract oh, carries a base geez. salary of $18.5 million for 2019, oh. 20 and a, and a quarter million dollars in 2020, and 24 and a quarter million dollars in 2021. Wow. Yeah. So, so Lamar Jackson, by comparison, is a cheap quarterback. Absolutely. Now, the Ravens, of course, have that all that, that salary cap freed up. They can go ahead and build up their D. Ab so Amen. this is yes. right out of the Belichick... You know, uh, and I know that we're we get called Belichick apologists, but it's it's his way. Get rid of the high priced guys, except for that one, and and who's even still kind of who's a discount, still kind of a discount, yeah. and and go where we got. You know, go go with go with what you can build on. You know, and hey, the Ravens, that's how they that's how they made their money. Wasn't off of the Flacco's of the world. Was off of their defense. Absolutely, absolutely, great points, Mosh. And yeah, this is just another case where that's where look. That's kind of what one of the formulas is of of building a successful team nowadays in the NFL. Is you you know you get a good young quarterback, you ride him for four years, and then you know and you hopefully win a championship before you have to pay him. So uh, so back to those dates again. So this this won't be officially announced until March thirteenth. Uh, that is when the free agency or negotiation period kind of really kicks off. Now, they can negotiate the two days prior, and that's when you see a lot of the leaks of the real big-time signings that start to come out. Uh, but the first official day is March 13th, so that's when the terms of this of this deal will probably happen. And then the only one before that will be the tag deadline, which is then on, on, on March 5th. So uh, so pretty big deal. Yeah, we got a, another Super Bowl uh, quarterback. Well, I guess he's now the only one. The only Super Bowl winning quarterback that's going to be playing in our division, but uh, you know that that makes the Broncos 
uh, formidable. I mean, I don't think anybody, I, I was very underwhelmed and I think a lot of people were when they signed Case Keenum. I don't think Case Keenum scares anybody despite any success he had in Minnesota. And I think that was only based on, you look at the amount of weapons that they have in, in Minnesota on offense and their defense is pretty stacked. So, uh, you know, no surprise that Case Keenum was successful there. And then clearly when it was dependent on him to win football games, he wasn't the guy. Well, but Flacco can win you some football games. So, this is going to be interesting. So, I, I, you know, it definitely makes them more competitive. And, uh, you know, where we were hoping they were going to be the bottom of the barrel of the division, you got Von Miller on one side of the ball along with the rest of those guys on defense still floating around there, plus a good quarterback. You never know, Mosh. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting year for sure all the way around. Hey, everybody. This is Johnny Spencer from the punk rock band Stringer, and you're listening to Raider Fan Radio. With Murph and Uncle Mosh. Go Raiders, baby. All right, Uncle Mosh, let's hit the chat real quick one time. Uh, see what's going on there in the live chats. We got Art Rodriguez, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Pirate 1975. Ron is in there. Thank you, Ron. The Mater Raider, Running Bear, Herman Munster, Bobby Wasabi. Uh, who else is in there? So Chris Potts, I see in there. Uh, Art Rodriguez, I might have said that already. Uh, Sculling, I uh, appreciate the, uh, the, you all joining us here for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio, despite my uh, mush mouth and inability <laughs> to get through a, a, a segment. appreciate you guys hanging around for that. Uh, is it Skull King? Sorry, not Sculling. Skull King uh, asked Mosh for us to talk about the AAF. That is the Alliance of American Football. You're going to hear that in just a second when we get to... Uh, the interview with Councilman William Parker. We talk about the Birmingham Iron. And uh, I'll just say this uh, to honor your request there. It's very interesting. It's went a lot better for their opening weekend than I expected it to. You know, we've seen a lot of startup leagues over the years. Uh, my favorite was the USFL because we had the Oakland Invaders when the Raiders were in L.A. We got right, a football right, right. team for a couple years. And here's a little trivia for you all. The last ever USFL championship game was... Uh, I know it was the Oakland Invaders for sure. They lost. And I forget who that other team was. It was either Baltimore or was a B team. Baltimore, maybe it wasn't Boston. But anyways, anyway, so the last ever game was played by the Oakland Invaders. So uh, I think it was fun. Most Red Raider Nation seems to kind of uh, clung on to Birmingham, the iron, because their colors are silver and black. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it seems that people like them. Uh, we have a team in Memphis. It's not that far from us, but actually Birmingham's closer than Memphis and the people of Birmingham are way cooler to us than we don't know anybody in Memphis. So I'm going to go with the Birmingham team, Mosh. That's going to yeah. be my team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's going it, to, I love just more football. Why not? Yeah. Come on, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Product seems to be pretty decent so far. So uh, I look forward to, to following it. We'll see how it, how it goes. It's like the old adage goes, okay, you did it once. Now do it again. Now, let's there see. Let's see it happen again. Let's see. Let's see what goes on there. But definitely the old XFL, uh, they're going to have a, a, a tall task uh, ahead of them to uh, to really you know carve out a path because here you got this already secondary league and now the XFL is coming in 2020 so that's going to be interesting uh, how this all plays out. All right, so so the Raiders speaking of Birmingham we're are looking at going elsewhere besides the Oakland Coliseum initially to uh, to play their home season. Uh, based on the fact that there was the lawsuit against the Raiders, and so they were looking to play elsewhere. All right, so much uh, 
ado has been made about the Raiders going to San Francisco and potentially playing in uh, what's now Oracle Park, where the San Francisco Giants play. And the Raiders, for whatever reason, we kind of picked on Mark Davis a little bit last week, but the bottom line is this, whether they did it the exact right protocol, followed the exact right protocols or not, at the end of the day, they got an agreement in place before they got everybody to sign off on it. So then they had to back up and then, and then recount for what they were going to do. So there was pushback from the Niners. The Niners uh, blocked the Raiders essentially from coming to San Francisco to play. But then also the mayor of San Francisco, Uncle Mosh, she came out and was very vocal about not wanting the Raiders in San Francisco. Is this the mayor that wants to slow dance with our capo? That is exactly who it is. Her name is London Breed, and here's what her comments were. Good morning. Well, I want to talk about football right off the bat here. The Oakland Raiders did not play in the Super Bowl, but they were making news on Super Bowl Sunday. All this talk, apparently, of the Raiders coming to San Francisco, playing in the home park of the San Francisco Giants. Good idea or bad idea, Mayor? As far as I'm concerned, the Oakland Raiders should play in Oakland. In San Francisco, we have a number of challenges that we need to address with the Warriors coming to the new Chase Arena, the housing 1,400 units that's going to break ground in that area, our transportation system, our ferry landing. We have a number of things for years that we've been working to prepare for, and we don't need another layer to add to what we already have in terms of an area that's really congested, filled with construction and will host a number of concerts and games for both basketball and baseball over the coming months. Have you picked up the phone and, and talked to the Giants organization and told them exactly how you feel? Yes. Okay, good. First time, did you? <laughs> and that's okay. If that's what they want to do, you know, it's it's okay. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're. This is why you are the best co-host ever in the history of podcasts because only you would listen to that and your takeaway is ferry landing. I grew up out there. I saw enough ferries land in San Francisco. What the heck? So, so now they got a platform oh for it. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely killing me tonight. Oh, oh my goodness. So, so she, Bobby Wasabi says she had no problem poaching the Warriors from Oakland. Now she's wanting to poach the fairies from all over. <laughs> what is that? What does that even mean? I got to leave my glasses off. <laughs> I, I, I can't wear them tonight. Is she oh, talking about God. water? Am I uh, missing something? She's concerned about the fairy landing, okay? I don't know. I don't know. The fairy, is that like the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> What are the are the fairies gonna invade, or is that something else? Is that a derogatory term for some of our other friends, or is that just all 49er fans? <laughs> what the hell? Is she she maybe when Q down when he gets to slow dance with her, he can ask her. Oh which which fairies are you applying for? Oh my you know? gosh, Mosh, you are killing me tonight. Sorry, sorry if I offended anybody. Oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> Those opinions expressed by Uncle Moss are not necessarily those of Murph's Fan Cave nor Mur or Raiders Fan Radio DBA. Um, okay, all right. So, Mark, I cannot. I really can't see out of my glasses. My glasses. I'm just gonna have to leave them like this. So, uh, Mark Davis, uh, his response to all this was, that "It's not us talking. This is just." <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, everybody uh, responding to uh, to the every, everything else. So basically, his his way of saying that this has all kind of been overblown and overreacted to. And look, we haven't made any statements, so any anything that's out there, uh, people have generated on their own. Um, 
we referenced early on and at the top of the show that with now the pushback, uh, the Raiders have had to um, negotiate with, with other cities. So first and foremost, they're trying to go back to Oakland. It seems to be that that's what the, the hot button is. That, and let's listen, all this aside, that's where they should have been to begin with. That's where this thing... I know the lawsuit sucks. I don't blame Mark Davis for wanting to turn his back on the city, the politicians, not the fans, but the city of Oakland. I get all that, but I fully understand, um, though, that also it's really what's best for the team. Let's, let, let us get the swan song season in Oakland. Let's let's be able to say goodbye to the fans properly, and let's get one last year there. And so ultimately, I think that's how this is going to play out. Again, not the best, but whatever you got to deal with it one more year and then you're going to be on to your big giant palace in mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. All right, so but in the meantime, there are these other markets that are vying for the Raiders to play. So, Councilman William Parker uh, spent some time with us on Raiders Fan Radio earlier this week. He's probably not going to be one associated with our show anymore after the goofiness of that we've uh, oh had ensue the first uh, part of this the This isn't uh, the one we want to send to the networks to get picked I up. I know, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, but I uh, hope you enjoyed this interview uh, with Councilman William Parker. He gives a great account of what they're trying to do there in Birmingham. For those of you on the YouTube feed, you're just going to hear a little bit of a pause. For those of you on the audio podcast, here's our interview. Next up, joining me here in Murph's Fan Cave is the City Councilor, William Parker, who's been part of the Birmingham City Council since 2013. Uh, He most recently made news in Raider Nation when he made a proposal and suggested an initiative to bring the Oakland Raiders to Birmingham, Alabama for the 2019 NFL season, considering the challenges that they're having and finding a place to play in the Bay Area. So uh, anyways, to talk about that and to give us an overview of what he's got going on, please welcome William Parker. Welcome, William. Thank you. How are you doing today? Doing great. Appreciate you taking the time to join us here on, on Raiders Fan Radio. And let's go ahead and just kind of uh, jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about uh, your suggestion to, to bring the Oakland Raiders to Birmingham. As you know, uh, the uh, the issue with the Oakland Raiders, uh, uh, we uh, in Birmingham have been monitoring um, the situation going on. And uh, we just felt that uh, it was the appropriate time to publicly express um for the uh, Oakland Raiders to uh, come home and come to uh, Birmingham, Alabama and play at Legion Field. Uh, it's a 71,000 uh, seat uh, stadium. And uh, we uh, just wanted to publicly announce it that uh, we're ready for uh, Oakland to come home and come to Birmingham. Uh, for the 2019 football season. That's that's an awesome suggestion. I, I love it. And, you know, Legion Field is a classic uh, venue, isn't it? It's been around since, like, the 20s, uh, and it hosts has hosted numerous Alabama, University of Alabama football games, the Iron Bowl, and all kinds of stuff. Tell us a little bit about the facility itself. Uh, the uh, facility has been, been home to a lot of classics. Uh, Coach Bryant... Uh, also, uh, the uh, SEC championships uh, started uh, in Birmingham, uh, but uh, it's a very historic stadium with a lot of great memories. And, uh, you know, we want to continue to tell the story that uh, the Oakland Raiders, uh, which will be the Birmingham Raiders, um, uh, has, you know, has a piece of history you know, as we move forward. And, and, and we recognize that it's a one year uh, commitment, but uh, wow, it would be great to, uh, for uh, for the Raiders to uh, kick off the uh, 2019 football season 
uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, with the uh, the new league that's just formed up, the the Alliance of American Football, uh, you all have a franchise. You have the Birmingham Iron there. And a lot of uh, members of Raider Nation I've seen on social media have kind of claimed the Iron as their team because of the color scheme, because there's your silver and black. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about the Iron and kind of the, the, the feedback you've gotten already from, from fans. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the colors are, are uh, very, very similar or actually they're, they're actually the same colors. So uh, the only thing we would need to do is to uh, take out the iron in the end zones and put uh, Raiders. So, um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm every day now I'm walking around with black on because um, it's just historic uh, to uh, to have the Raiders uh, be in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, the uh, the new football league, the Alliance of American Football um, we think is is a great, um, you know, kind of collaboration uh, with the uh, NFL, i.e. through the NFL Network, uh, which uh, w- which broadcasts uh, 19 of the uh, regular season and some playoff games. We're excited uh, to have the Birmingham Iron here, but it also talks about the collaboration you have uh, with the uh, AAF and with the NFL Network, and it's just a, a great opportunity uh, you know, when football doesn't stop uh, after the Super Bowl, and, and uh, we truly can see that. But uh, we would also like for it to continue on this fall uh, after the uh, Birmingham Iron completes their season. We love to uh, have the uh, Raiders here to uh, kick off the uh, September uh, fall uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama's got an amazingly rich football tradition. You know, you touched on a little bit of the history of, of SEC championships and Coach Bear Bryant, but also, you know, with Auburn and and uh, now you have the UAB Blazers that, that play there mm-hmm. locally. But I mean, it's, you know, there's there's a, an amazingly rich tradition. That coupled with the fact that we know Raider Nation already travels well, do you anticipate that you could sell out uh, a 71,000 seat venue every Sunday for a Raider football or at least eight times? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Birmingham is considered the football capital of the South and uh, we in Alabama, we love football. And, uh, and so, and we love the Raiders. And so I, uh, everywhere I've been going, uh, everyone has been telling me that, you know, Hey, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, uh, been a fan since I was, I was a little kid. And uh, you know, we have the colors, you know, we have the enthusiasm. Only thing, you know, I, uh, I made a quote uh, last week, you know, it's a great marriage, you know, in the making. And uh, we're at the altar, and all the thing we need to do is have the Raiders come and join us uh, for this great marriage that could happen. And uh, and we're excited about the future, and uh, we just want to be a part of the Raider Nation, and uh, and uh, we just want to express to the, you know, to the Oakland Raiders presently that uh, come on home to, to uh, Birmingham and uh, be a part of, of of Birmingham. Great restaurants. Uh, you know, I mean, we have a great fan base that loves football and uh, they want to be a part and they want to really love uh, the uh, Raiders. In terms of NFL teams kind of occupying college stadiums, you know, one of the things that they said about the Raiders not using Sam Boyd Stadium for where UNLV plays is that there, there's too much for them to do in too short a period of time to retrofit it 
to equip it to broadcast and not only broadcast National Football League games, but to also uh, just have some of the amenities that that NFL fans are going to be used to. We now see with the with the way the Rams have really renovated a lot of of the LA Coliseum, uh, another classic venue that's been around since the twenties, uh, and the, and a lot of those improvements that they made are obviously going to stay in place. And then the the University USC will then have advantage of that going forward when the Rams re- relocate to the, to their new stadium. So I said all that to say this, is there enough time to renovate and retrofit the things that would be necessary, whether that be, you know, suites or whatever kind of boxes are necessary for press and uh, parking and all of that kind of is, is all that stuff infrastructural. Is that possible to get in place before a, a, a fall season of the NFL would start? Well, short answer is yes. Uh, but as you know, with the Birmingham Iron, um, you know, we we, uh, we had the game that was on uh, CBS Sports, uh, you know, on uh, this past weekend. So the production obviously is there. Uh, we also will be, um, you know, you'll have TNT. The game coming up this Saturday will be on TNT. And then the remain some of the remaining games will be on the NFL Network. So the infrastructure production-wise, it's in place uh, there's um, also some plans uh, during the summer to do some renovations to Legion Field. But um, if that's part of the conversation as relates to making some other, you know, upgrades, we have, you know, we have five or six months. And, and uh, I do believe that, you know, if there are some things that we need to address that, um, you know, the city uh, and the park board would be in a position to make sure we could accommodate uh, those necessary uh, amenities uh, for the uh, for the uh, soon to be Birmingham race. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. what? Well, I got two things for you. Number one, what would it offer the fan? You know, our our show is titled Raiders Fan Radio, and we're all about the fans and Raider Nation and celebrating Raider Nation. What's the appeal for the Raider fan? Because as I said, Raider Nation travels well. Uh, I'm familiar with Birmingham because I live in close proximity. In fact, I just drove through it a week or so ago when I went down to the Senior Bowl and I've been to Birmingham numerous times for work and whatnot. But tell a little bit, tell Raider Nation what what's up with Birmingham? What would be if the Raiders play home games in Birmingham? What is it that they can look forward to when they come into town? Number one, you have warm Southern hospitality where everyone embraces everyone as far as uh, welcoming here with open arms. Uh, I think, you know, we have some of the, the, the nicest people uh, anywhere in the world. We also understand the importance of, of, of football, the importance of having the tailgating, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of the, uh, the uh, tailgating experiences and, I, and, you know, we would be able to uh, make those accommodations so that, uh, you know, we've hosted other games the magic city classic every year and we probably have more fans outside of the stadium that are inside and the inside is sold out so and that's a week-long type of of activity uh, uh, in late october so we can handle the crowds we can handle um you know raider nation coming to birmingham so uh, only thing we're missing now we're at the altar the only thing we're missing um uh, the Raiders walking down the aisle, so we can go ahead and get married. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, what, so what would you say to the Raiders? I mean, what's the, you know, uh, just to give you an idea of some of the, the, the feedback that we've heard, and we're by 
far not we're not experts nor anything but we are kind of got our you know finger on the pulse a little bit on what's going on and and the general consensus has been this that the Raiders wanted to play in the Bay Area because the logistics of practicing there and having their offices there to go anywhere outside the Bay Area would essentially turn every game into a to a road game even the ones that they play at home so sites like san antonio or even southern california venues have been kind of not necessarily pushed aside but i think that they've been put in lesser of importance than what uh than what the bay area said so what is it would to the raiders what would be then the benefit uh, to for, for them if they're if they're listening to the show what what would you tell them as far as a selling point because we know birmingham's a great city we know the fans would be there we know that like that part of it's done so what's the advantage then for the team i think the uh, commitment to make sure that we're partners that uh, we want to you know welcome you uh, and uh, we're not going to fight you. We want you. We will embrace, and we want to let you know that um, we will, you know, do what's necessary to make sure that everyone is feels uh, at home. And uh, we wouldn't need to be having round and rounds of uh, negotiations. I think it'll be very simple. Um, and you know, we would make sure that the Raiders, you know, would want to come here. We understand there are some. There's some issues out on the West Coast, but just give us an opportunity uh, to uh, make a presentation and just to hear about uh, the things that we can offer. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we're looking for. We also understand that, um, you know, we'll probably need to reach out to uh, Commissioner Goodell as well. So uh, we just want the opportunity to express to the Raiders uh, on the importance and and. and uh, you know, and, and why they should come to Birmingham. What has the response been so far from the league and the Raiders? Has anybody reached back out to you yet since this? I know this is real recent, so there hasn't been a lot of time since since you all kind of made this announcement or this release. What is the, any any feedback yet? Well, we've been uh, pursuing, uh, you know, communicating with the uh, with Mr. Davis uh, through the Raiders uh, organization. But um, I just simply tell you to stay tuned. Um that um, you know, we will uh, reach out directly to Commissioner Goodell, but um, you know, we're we're going to be exploring um, you know Oakland officials on the West Coast and the uh, NFL commissioner in his office on the East Coast, and we're just going to have a, a multi-tier type of approach. And uh, we also just love communicating with the fans. And uh, thank you for having me on the show because this gives us an opportunity to showcase Birmingham on the world stage. And uh, I just think that it will be a great opportunity, a great marriage. Uh, and like I said before, the only thing we're missing, uh, you know, uh, is the bride walking down the aisle because <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting on them so we can go ahead and get married um, and, and get ready to uh, kick off the 2019 football season. Uh, with the Raiders being uh, here in Birmingham. Well, I, I thank you back. I appreciate your time and your willingness to to join us on the show and 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 to talk a little bit about the proposal and the city and the and the the venue and whatnot. And so uh, we really do appreciate that. And so so before I let you go, you know, we always ask our guests for a for a message to Raider Nation. What what would your message be out there to to the entirety of Raider Nation? Birmingham loves the Raiders, and uh, we're looking forward to. Uh, being a part of Raider Nation, uh, you know, as we move forward uh, in the uh, fall of 2019. And, uh, you know, I simply just say also stay tuned um, that uh, as we move forward in this process, um, you know, didn't give you any breaking news today, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come back and talk to you as the process moves along. And we realize there's a short window of opportunity 
uh, here because at some point soon uh, they will need to release the official schedule. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, we just want to position ourselves to be, you know, to be waiting on waiting at the altar, um, be, you know, and uh, and we just we're just excited and looking forward to a great things with the Raider nation as we move forward. I'm rooting for it. You know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm from the Bay area originally, but I now live outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm a, just a few short hours away from Birmingham. So you bet you that I would be there, uh, for every one of those home games, man. So I think that's, yeah. it's an awesome proposition. And, uh, you know, uh, there's so many moving parts that, I, I know it's hard to be committal to, to some things, uh, other than the desire for the team. And I think that you've expressed that amazingly well. And I, th- and I, and I know that the fans will embrace that. Uh, also we, we've all had to come to terms with the idea that they're not going to play in Oakland, that they're going to move. And so the idea of them playing abroad one year, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool concept. And so anyway, again, I appreciate your time and thanks for coming on uh, on our show and talking to us about it. Mr. William Parker. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Raider Nation, there's our interview with Councilman William Parker of the city of Birmingham. Mosh, you know, I love the idea that he um, he's not willing to let the, the potential barriers get in the way, that he feels like they can figure it out regardless. They have this 71,000-seat venue that's got plenty of parking, it's got plenty of accommodations, so to to get to actually host the game, it's been retrofitted to host the AAF already, this Birmingham Iron team. So he doesn't feel like there's any like major construction issues or retrofit issues, anything that needs to be done to, to have an NFL team, that those things can be done, uh, you know, on, on relatively short term. So if, you know, I don't know if they're overshooting or not, uh, that's not up to me to decide, but I, what I do appreciate is the fervor, the desire, the willingness to, to be proactive on it. We've seen so many cities that are, all they want to do is think of reasons why they shouldn't have the Raiders, why they can't build a stadium, why they can't do this. You can't do that. You can't like, we've been told no is Raider nation forever by everybody in the Bay. We were told by no, by Los Angeles. We just keep being told no, 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 no. It's kind of nice to hear some municipalities go. Yes, 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 yes. All we need is the team and we're ready to get this thing started. I agree. You know, it's it's nice to hear a politician say, "These are the issues. Let's work it out. Let's yeah. make it work." Well, I love that. I love that. I love it. Was hey hey, we got some struggles. Okay, let's let's. It's called negotiation. Let's make this work. What can we do to get from A to B? You know, Absolutely. come on, that's refreshing, man. I'd vote for that guy. Absolutely. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I'd vote for him. Absolutely. I he, love it, he, man. Yeah. And the fact that he's wanting to bring the Raiders three and a half hours from my crib. Uh, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool prospect. So, you know, uh, so, you know, we wish him luck. Wish him luck in the endeavor. Anything we can do to assist you. Of course, you know, you'll always have a platform here uh, on Raiders Fan Radio, and we definitely appreciate your time, man. We're looking forward to a Birmingham Iron game. I was talking to our buddy Kevin, the Raider nerd, uh, about uh, checking out the schedule and, and and linking up down there. It's three hours from Atlanta and it's three hours from us. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to meet down there and and go to an iron game. And again, the color scheme works this, with that silver and black. And uh, Legion Field, man, it's a cool place. You know, I've been there before. Um, 
Yeah, it's old. Um, and and uh, we did a poll on Raiders Fan Radio on our on our Facebook page, and some of the feedback there was, "Oh, that place, it's you know, it's old or it's run down or it's whatever." Yeah, but so is the LA Coliseum. So is the freaking Oakland Coliseum. Like so, like you know what I mean? There are other old venues that exist in the NFL, and if you're talking about doing it as a temporary home, I think it'd be fine, you know. And it's certainly accessible. And look, it's not like Alabama doesn't love football. Like yeah, right. Hello, hello. Uh, where's Kenny Stabler from? There you go. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, so speaking of that poll, one of the things we're going to try to do a little bit more of is be a little more interactive with our Raiders fan radio podcast page on Facebook. You know, we have like, I don't know, it's like 4,100 people that like us on Facebook, which is amazing. Really? But yeah. It's like, it's over 4,000 people like us there and we don't really ever do anything with it other than like post show links. So I need to do a better job of being the, now that I'm the uh, social marketing director for uh, Raiders fan radio and Murphy. Hey. How many titles you got? You got a whole desk full of name tags, an, an entire desk. Yeah. I know my, my like, name tag and hairnet collection is amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so, uh, um, so anyway, so we're going to do a little bit more there. So I posted up a poll and my, uh, my ask on the poll was, um, based wait, on wait, your what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> My request from the participants of oh, the, good. on the podcast. I, I got worried. <laughs> I didn't know you were still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might be facing another recession, Miles. I'm trying to get out ahead of this thing. Because <laughs> I remember the last time your ask was on the poll, <laughs> you were trying to ship in ferries. Make my glasses fog up. Uh, don't make your glasses. All right, so what happened on the poll? All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 40% of our, and now I didn't specify whether this was, whether Oakland was still in play or not. I kind of assumed when I put this out there, this, was, this would be, if Oakland's not a choice, well then are you okay with them going to a place like Birmingham? Uh, so the, the results of it is that nah, people, you know, they were, they were lukewarm. I would say it was a 60, 40 split. I think most of the people that voted <laughs> for it, um, <laughs> what you're killing me, Ma. I can't get through a damn story tonight. We're never going to have a Run. reputable politician on this show ever again. Run. This is now turned into the freaking, the rainbow hour on ferry landing with Run. Mosh and Murph. Go Running ahead. bear says, Damn. Have you switched to a 49er fan with that ass on a pole thing? <laughs> Wait, if we didn't hate San Francisco so much, this uh, wouldn't be so funny. Oh, oh. All right. So anyways, so you guys voted 60-40 in favor of the Raiders playing somewhere else, but I believe Oakland was the big driver okay, of that. Let me just say this. All, right. all, all, all serious. All right. Somebody writes... It was Pirate 1975 writes, I'd like to see them leave Oakland fans with at least a competitive season. And Running Bear comes up with a really good retort to that. And he says, think about it. Would you want to keep staying at your ex-girlfriend's house three years after you broke up? And I'm like, you know, as funny as that is, and we, and we laugh about it and we have fun with it. But it's so true. You know, it is. Uh, uh, the breakup has happened. You know, the the, yeah. the the die has been cast. The you know, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. We're done. See ya. Yeah, and I think that's the way Mark Davis felt too, is that you know, like the band-aid got torn off and it was time, you know what I mean? That was it. Like it was it was time to 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 do something else, but 
Then the city of Oakland, man, like, I mean, I keep, keep coming back to pick on those folks, but you know, Mayor Libby Schaff and that other lady that's, that's that lead attorney and all that. They're the ones that this is, this is all from them. It's on them. If you know what, what sue the Raiders next year. Like, there you go. I, you know what I mean? Then none of this would be an issue. We'd be playing out the 2019 season in Oakland and we'd be able to move on, you know? So anyways, um, all right. So one of the, so upcoming, we got the draft, uh, as you all know. And one of the things we wanted to do here on the show was give you just like a proper rundown of some, uh, you know, what the Raiders will be looking at, uh, in the draft and with their number four pick. Uh, of course, we're going to be live at the draft. We're going to talk plenty about it, but we want to really start kind of getting into a little bit of the minutia of it, of the players available, but then also free agencies. I mentioned all those dates. Free agency is a big driver to what you do in the draft as well. You know, and a lot of times what happens in free agency can completely dictate what you do in the, uh, uh, in the draft. So I want to cover a couple of players. So each week we're going to cover like one free agent potential and then one draft potential for the Raiders. And with, as far as the draft talk goes, we're going to keep it at that number four pick. Uh, you know, by all accounts, the Raiders are going to have a lot of options. I know a lot of you are, are fans of, uh, of Josh Allen and, uh, and of, of uh, Nick Bosa. And odds are, frankly, one of the, both of those guys are going to be gone. Like, I, I have a feeling like we're looking at, at some other guys at the number four spot. So we're going to focus on who is kind of in that group at number four. But first, let's talk about the free agents. Uncle Mosh, one of my favorite potentials for free agency this year for the Raiders is a safety. I, I love the safety. It's one of my favorite positions right, right, right. At, uh, on defense, you know, and that probably comes from being a kid and growing up watching people like Atkinson and, and especially Jack Tatum, uh, more importantly, and the way that they played the position. I loved it when Charles Woodson transitioned over into safety. Right, right. Like there's just, you know, and I always liked watching guys like Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu. It's, and like, just, a, it's just a badass position. It's a badass man. position. It's like, it's like, for me, it was growing up, you know, uh, it was for me. It was middle linebacker. I just, you oh, know, I uh-huh. was a huge Dick Butkus fan. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just because he was just, he was just there. And then, and then I, 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 I started going towards linemen. I was like, you know, I, everybody knows Sistrunk's my all-time favorite yeah, guy, of course, right? Yeah. But Alex Karras. Oh I yeah, loved yeah, yeah. Alex Karras, man, just you know. And that not, was just and, on Webster. And that, and that, and that was be, before Mongo. <laughs> oh, oh, on Blazing yeah, Saddles. Blazing Saddles, yeah. So. You know, but just a safety's just man. Safeties are great positions. Safeties yeah. are great, especially you know. And there's kind of two different kinds of players that you get at safety, right? You get like the hard hitting safety. Uh, you get the guys that come up and and like I remember Bob Sanders for the Colts, oh, like undersized, but man, he could just bring it. The poor guy because he was undersized, he ended up hurt a lot because he would hit so hard. Um, but I just I, I love it. And then you got like the ball hawks. Then you got the guys like Ed Reed uh, or like what Charles was at the end of his career, where they're like center fielders, where they just like. Watching Charles Woodson play safety when Peyton Manning was a quarterback, like I mean, look, I'm getting chills. Like that—that uh, that was um, like watching two of the all-time greatest like try to outthink each other. I know, right? It was brilliant. It wasn't. It was beyond athleticism, far beyond athleticism with those two guys. It, that was almost like watching a, uh, you know, a, 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 your stud ace pitcher stare down like a a, a monster hitter. You right, know what I right, mean? Right, right, like, right. Like it was just like watching Charles and Peyton play each other was phenomenal. So, anyways, I've always liked safety. Well. One of the best in the league is a flat-out free agent this year. His name is Landon Collins. Wait, were you going to finish on on Williams? Yeah, I'll get. To, I'll go to him. I'm going to go I'm, since we were on safety. I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Because okay. Williams is a DT in the right, draft. Right, so, right, right. Just, so yeah. So as far as free agents go, Landon Collins from the Giants is 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 a wide open free agent. Now look, 
He's going to look for a monster contract. There's rumors of like five years, $57 million or something. But look, if you're going to overpay for somebody, that's one of those ones where I'm like, okay. I'd rather see them overpay for that than a wide receiver. I'd rather see them overpay for for Collins than overpay for Antonio Brown or, you know, anybody else. Um, I I just, I think that that's a, a... such a huge need for us. It's a huge need in the NFL. And this is the other thing, too, is that as cool and as amazing as all those days were that I just reminisced about, also in today's NFL, you got to cover tight ends in a way that maybe you didn't have to do back in the day. Yes, there was, there's been great tight ends throughout history. And, you know, of course, from, you know, way, way back and then through Ozzie Newsome and then even Tony Gonzalez, who's just now going to the Hall of Fame. You know, when he was a chief, we had to deal with him, right? But even now, like more, it feels like every team has an athletic tight end nowadays. And you got to have a safety to help cover him because linebackers just can't do it. So you need that big, powerful safety. Um, so Landon Collins, speaking of Alabama, uh, you know, has played for the Giants for four years. And, uh, you know, he's a three time Pro Bowler, uh, two time SEC champion, of course, a national champion uh, at Alabama. He's an All American in high school. Uh, total sacks, Mosh. Listen to this over in his four year career. 437 tackles, four sacks, 32 pass deflections, eight picks, three forced fumbles, and a defensive touchdown. Jeez. Talk yes, about please. creds. Yes, please. Like, like, look, I think he would be an amazing fit on our football team. And, again, I don't know if the Raiders are going to want to pay that kind of money or not, but if there's a free agent that we're going to look at and, and – uh, and, you know, especially on defense, I think he would definitely be a solid and don't one. And we, don't we all, like, agree that, that the Giants are probably in a position to start a big fire sale anyway? It kind of feels you that know, way, it doesn't kinda, it? Yeah, it's if, like they're going to be getting rid of a whole lot of folks because they're looking for a QB. They got <sighs> they If they're not, they better be. They better be, you know, and, and they are going to be one. Now, look, you could – so there's a couple schools of thought there. You got two guys on that team that make more than twenty million dollars. You got OBJ and you got and you got Eli, and so they're not going to be paying. You would think they're not going to pay somebody like Landon Collins five years, fifty-seven million dollars. Sure, They've sure. already got two big, huge contracts. But if they move on from Manning, then what is the now? The, now what is the formula? You draft the young QB. You draft Kyler Murray. And now you have Kyler Murray and Saquon Barkley in the backfield and you overpay for your defense and you overpay for Landon Collins. So here's where the moving parts all start. And this is why when you look, y'all, when you see these mock drafts and you see all this stuff, this is why all of this stuff, it's really hard to kind of fit the the pieces of the puzzle together because there's just so many moving parts when it comes to it because one domino like this can fall and it will completely change it will completely change the entire dynamic of not only free agency, but the way that the draft is constructed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, so first player I'd like to focus on, again, assuming that that Josh Allen and, and Nick Bosa are off the board. Uh, what else are we going to do at number four? Well, there's some amazing big men that play interior uh, line in this draft. And the first one that, that, that I'd like to talk about is a young man. He's only 21 years old. He's a sophomore, again, out of Alabama, is Quinn and Williams. So uh, we're number 92 there, and he's a Sugar Bowl champ, uh, or, or played in Sugar Bowl, and, uh, and won a national championship there uh, with Alabama. Kind of underperformed a little bit in the national championship game uh, this past year. But by all accounts, man, I mean, this kid's got it. He's, he's a stud, and he's really young. And that's the thing I want to emphasize is that, 
Um, any inconsistencies that we have seen in his game, he's a sophomore. He's 21 years old. Uh, so really this year, in his sophomore year, he played in 15 games. He had 45 tackles. And let that, I mean, let's sink in a little bit. So I know they, they played the Citadel, and there's some weaker spots on the Alabama schedule. But still, to play 15 games and have 45 solo tackles as an interior lineman, along with 26 assisted tackles uh, for a total of 71, that's a freaking lot. Uh, and he had eight sacks. So, I mean, Quinn Williams, I think, is a really nice uh, player to consider for the Raiders at four. Now, here's the, the, the rub. We've already got Mo Hurst. We've already invested a high pick into P.J. Hall. And we got Eddie Vanderdose, who everybody kind of forgets about a little bit, coming off an injury. He's coming back. So that gives us three guys there that are viables or potential at least starters already. So let me ask you, Raider Nation, do we want to go with a guy like Quinnen Williams? Do you go with another defensive tackle? Or do you take the best edge rusher off the board? So again, I'm not, these aren't necessarily like my projections or picks or anything like that. These are just, I think, very viable players to consider uh, going into the draft. And I think Quinnen Williams is, uh, is is definitely one of those guys. So what do you think, Mosh? You think if do you take if the best player available is a lineman, but he's an interior lineman, do you take him or do you go for the edge rush instead? The more need for the team. It it all depends on what you think. It I mean, a lot of guys have got to get moved around. Is it somebody that's versatile? Is it, it can they be moved? Uh, you got to look at the you got to look at the big picture. I think. I'm, and there's other linemen, and there's other interior linemen that, and we're going to get into more of those later, so I don't want to, uh, no spoilers, but uh, not later tonight, but in the coming episodes, there are other interior defensive linemen that can kick out sure, and can sure. play on the edge. So maybe then, like you said, maybe you go for more of the, uh, the hybrid type guy there. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get on here. We're starting to run short on time. Uh, a few more stories to get to. Uh, Mosh, another topic that came out this week, hot button for Raider Nation was the fact that Charles Woodson retired for a second time. What up, everybody? Wanted to send a quick thank you today to the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, for the last three years. You know, giving me the opportunity, leaving out of the NFL to work in television. It's been a wonderful three years. It's been a blast. I've learned a lot, had a lot of fun, gained some great friends. Appreciate Sam, Randy, Matt, Rex, the whole crew, all the guys, Matt, Chad, love y'all, man. Um, I'll see y'all around. And for everybody out there, man, that tuned in and watched me every week, I'll see you next season somewhere. Stay tuned. Uh, you know what I like? Okay. Somewhere. Uh-huh. You know why he said somewhere? Why? Because you don't know where the Raiders are going to play. Oh. See? Uh, that's and look, and that's what a lot of people are speculating on. Is that look, the Raiders need a defensive backs coach. Absolutely, you know they have an affinity for bringing back former players. Did you see the story this week? Speaking of that, not getting off a total tangent here, but just to to show you how much of an affinity they have for former players. Did you see that John Gruden invited Cliff Branch to the combine? and said, I just want you to sit with me and Mayock when the wide receivers are running their drills and tell us what you think. Wow. Like, wow. I, 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 I'm at a loss for words again. Like, it's, it, I love how the Raiders, and, and now even more so, Gruden and the current staff, how much they have reverence for the players that defined the Raiders' history and the legacy and the respect that they're given to play. And you know what? Why would you not? Why would you not want to pick that brain? Absolutely. Why? 
please. Somebody who should be in a freaking Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, right? Why would you not want to sit there? Who better than to hang out with at the Combine and just talk shop with Cliff freaking Branch? Like, I love, like, I can't wait to see that on, on NFL oh. Network. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. But anyway, so knowing that that's what the Raiders do, I'm very curious to, if they would consider bringing on Woodson. Now, Woodson says it's just a coincidence. He says that there's nothing to it, but... Look, I don't know, man. I mean, it's 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 definitely intriguing. Um, I, I'll let me say this: I'm gonna miss seeing him on the show. That was that was the last thing keeping me with ESPN. Other than the game itself, I'll still watch Monday Night Football. But Woodson being on that show and the way that he represents the Raiders, heck, he's worn eye patches on there and shoulder oh, pads. Yeah, like he's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I've loved seeing him on there, and I just like him as a personality. I just think he's fun sure, to listen sure. to and, and very informative and everything else. But so I, I don't know. I mean, ESPN, man, yeah, pretty tough. So anyways, all right, so so, <laughs> so speaking of the analysts, Mosh, all right, last one, then we're going to – actually, we got two more. Woof, we got to get moving here. I've been spending too much time laughing about fairies. Um, all right, so <laughs> so uh, so speaking of analysts, so we're going to hear from a couple more analysts uh, that were making the rounds this past week or two, post-Super Bowl or during Super Bowl. And uh, so the first one is Boomer Esiason. Of course, you know, he's one of the, the, the anchors, one of the analysts there on, uh, I know he's on CBS and I, he was doing Inside the NFL. I don't get Showtime He's all anymore. over the place. He's all over yeah. the place. But he had a really cool perspective about, uh, about Derek Carr and, uh, and John Gruden and that relationship between those two guys. You know, part of the fun of watching the Raiders this year was watching that relationship and watching John Gruden's face on the sideline when Derek made a mistake or something didn't go right. So he was coaching Derek hard. He really was. He wanted to have Derek grow some armadillo skin, get tough, you know, take some coaching, take some, you know, because John can be... Uh, a little bit ADHD when it comes to the quarterback, like, uh, you know, get very frustrated and not worry about, you know, verbally saying something, which if Derek learns to handle that and channel that and use that as motivation, he'll go back to where he was a couple of years ago. But one thing that I would do if I were the Raiders, I'd better get some speed on defense because you're going to see Patrick Mahomes and Tyree kill for the next five to seven years so you better get some fast guys on defense and some guys that are going to corral Patrick Mahomes because uh we've only seen the beginning of what I think is going to be a great career by that young man you know I agree with them there we need some speed on defense and that's why it wouldn't surprise me if uh and one of the players were in fact I'll just say this now I'll talk about him next week cornerback Greedy Williams out of LSU you know Conley had a nice year Worley is is, is a good player but he's right. We need speed and we need a lot of talent because we got to be able to cover all these freaking Chiefs, Mosh. It's true. It's true. We if we don't have the speed, uh, the, you know, you were, you mentioned it earlier, and I and I'm I'm transgress. <laughs> I'm going going a little bit back here, but you were talking about tight ends. You know, the, the, the <laughs> so tight, I was on the, the pole. T- no, the tight. No, but the but the position of tight end. It's changed so oh, much. Yes, yes. You know, so you've got these big monster guys with hands, and they're fast. And they're fast. And they're fast. And if we don't have the speed to match, you know, Al Davis used to draft for speed. Uh, you know, hello. hello. Yeah. Is, you uh, know. I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. I'm on the nose there with that one, Mosh. I'm with you because that, uh, you know, we're going to need to cover those. Look, Kelsey, We t- the fact that Travis Kelsey is in our division, there you go. Like, that's it. Like, he's – 
arguable. Well, is it even arguable? Is he, he's, he's probably the best. What do you say? Chat. Let's ask the chat. Pirate 1975, Joseph Morales, Chris Rubio, Raider Homer, Raider Ramon, Q dog Raider, running bear, Raider Trav, whole bunch of you in there. What do you all think is Travis Kelsey? I know you hate him. I'm not asking you to not hate him. What I'm asking you is this, is he the best pass catching tight end in football? Like I know Jared cook is really good, but he's not Travis Kelsey. Like, I, I mean, I'm trying to think like he's better than Gronk. Um, who else? He's better than Hunter Henry when Hunter Henry's healthy. Yeah, and if you, and if you can't shut him down, jeez, oh, Pete, they're going to pick yeah, you apart, man. Absolutely, and then you got all these other threats that are out there, so I, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with Boomer on that. So, uh, all right, one more that we got for you on that topic is that uh, Steve Mariucci, old Mooch, they call him, uh, from NFL Network, uh, he was talking about uh, general manager Mike Mayock. Mayock is awesome, and not because he's a friend and a colleague, but in preparing, it didn't matter if he was preparing for the draft or preparing to do the booth or preparing to do a show. He's meticulous. And you guys know this. He, he knew every freckle on every guy uh, that was coming out in the draft, the top 800 kids. I mean, he was, he was unbelievable in terms of stu- he loves studying and grading kids and evaluating talent. And so essentially that's that's going to be one of the things the primary thing that he's going to be doing so while he didn't have the gm title before he's certainly been doing the work so and 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 he gets along he knows john gruden very well they're friends they respect each other's abilities they may at times have a different viewpoint and of course this year the, the raiders are going to determine how the draft goes with, with those three early picks and they'll work it out they're, they're gentlemen and they, they and, and they're both smart and they'll do what's best for the team and i think it's going to work out great that was a that was a great acquisition by the raiders in my mind. you know what i love about that and and this is any of the critics of mike mayock i think this is the thing that they miss is that yes there are a lot of facets to being a gm there are operational things that you have to learn and know and and do as a, right, as right. a gm but the majority, the focus of your job, how we gauge whether a GM is successful or not is entirely based on the talent that they populate their rosters with. That's it. That's where it stop, That's where it stops, and that's where it starts, is that how good of a talent evaluator are you and what players did you acquire to play on your football team? Well, if Mike Mayock it was the best in the business at doing that in terms of evaluating players and their viability on NFL rosters, then why would anybody speak out against this not being the absolute best hire that John Gruden could have made for a, for a, a general manager, Mosh? It's true. It's true. And, and it's almost like everything that he was saying about Mayock, he could have been saying about Gruden. Ah, yes. You know? Uh, oh, for when we going back to when Groom was in the booth. Yes. Yes. Two Good peas point. in a pod, Good man. point. Yep. Good point, Mosh. All right, Raider Nation, we got one more for you here. One more just straight-up news story. Uh, speaking of NFL Network, our buddy, our former left tackle, current right tackle, uh, Donald Penn was on Total Access uh, on there talking about kind of the Raiders as a whole. And, uh, you know, I, we've given uh, Donald Penn a hard time over the years here on Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, from fighting fans to his holdout and claiming that it's not about the money, but then it was about the money. Making and the like, hit list. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not playing so well. Um, but, you know, I'll give him credit, man. He, um, you know, he, he, 
he's got me on this one. I'm I'm with him, and I think he's a he's a good uh, representative of the Raiders. Uh, I think that he's he's very accurate and very you know fair in in his take on on things here. And uh, it just he seemed a little more relatable than he has in the past during time. So anyway, so many, many props to him for uh, for this appearance on NFL Network. And uh, let's listen to it. Interesting year in Oakland for Donald Penn and his Raiders teammates. You've got one more year left on your deal with them. Where are you going to be for it? I don't know, but honestly, I, I pray and I hope we're playing in the Bay Area. We, yeah. we, we deserve that to the fans. We deserve to send them off right. We didn't have a good year last year, and we want to come back this year and send the fans off right. So wherever it is, I hope it's in the Bay Area. Even if it's um, somewhere where the uh, fans have to commute, but as long as they can get there, I just wanted to be in the Bay Area. How unsettling is it not to know that at this point? Uh, you can't really think about that stuff now, because at the end of the day, no matter what, I'm gonna be living in Oakland. I'm gonna be training in Oakland. If we go anywhere else, we'll probably have away games every away game. That part will suck. I hope that doesn't happen. But we're gonna be in Oakland. Our main mission ain't about. We're not worried about where we're playing. We got so much work to do. We got so much work ahead of us. We want to turn this thing around. That's our main mission. We'll let the front office and all the people handle where we're gonna play. We're ready to get back to work, talking to the guys. We, we we're sick to our stomach with the way the season went last year. What? What happened? Uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, no matter what nobody says, you know, we tried to overcome it. But when you when you trade your, your best player away at the beginning of the week, it, it takes a toll on, on guys, whether they say it or not. You know, we fought through it. We um, tried to stay together. Um, it was a tough season, man. Um, you know, Khalil Max, one of my good friends. I'm happy he went and did what he, what he did. But I knew kind of when I saw Aaron McDonald sign that deal, I kind of knew in the back of my head we weren't going to be able to sign Khalil. Um, because all that money he was going, he was going to ask, and I knew where Gruden was coming from. Because I, I might know different because I've been in the league for so long. I know it's a business, and this year we have all these draft picks, we have all this cap room. If we would have signed Khalil, we might not had that. And I understand kind of why he traded Cooper away too, because now we have another draft pick and we have more cap room. Because Cooper would have had to get signed this offseason, and it's not my decision. My, my decision, I would have kept Cooper. I love Cooper. That's my boy. But at the end of the day, I've been in the league 13 years. I know a business, and that's a business decision that's made. I'm behind Gruden. Our guys are behind Gruden. We're ready to get to work and turn this thing around. What do you like about him? Oh, man, you know, that's my guy. We went back to Tampa days, but he's just such a – he's going to outwork every coach. Even if we don't lose, I know Gruden outworked that coach that week. Even though things might not go the way, no matter what nobody says, I know Coach, coach Gruden was in the building – uh, uh, earlier than that coach, later than that coach. I know he outworked it. It might have been on us that we didn't perform. So I know Coach Gruden's going to give us everything he got. And we we given it to him last year, but we didn't give it to him enough. And we were up and down last year. We were up and down. But if you look at the season, he kept us together. We fought to the end. We won our second to the last game against Denver on Christmas uh, Eve. You know, we were still fighting. You know, it wasn't like a team that just gave up on our coach because we never did. We never gave up on Gruden. And that's one thing he did, and that's one thing about him. He kept us going. He kept us upbeat even with all the stuff that was going on during the season. Well, I'll tell you this, your new GM is the exact same way in terms of the no one's going to outwork him department. Uh, Mike, Mike Mayock is going to lock himself in a room and watch tape all day long. Uh, Derek Carr had his um, base salary for next season. It became fully guaranteed just a few hours ago. There's been some speculation with all of Gruden's moves last year that Carr might be another move that they might make. Are you confident that he will be your quarterback next year? I would will, I will be shocked if uh, something like that happened. Their relationship is so good. It is. They work together so well. 
Like, um, Derek Carr makes a mistake at practice. He's correcting Gruden before Gruden even has a chance to correct him sometime because they're on sync like that. It's just, it's, 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 it's pretty neat to watch. Why do you think people think that the relationship is not like that? Why is the speculation out there that Carr is not his guy? Because of the perception of Gruden. Gruden is the type of coach where he's going to get on you. He's going to yell at you. He's going to cuss at you. He's going to tell you when you're wrong. But when you're right, he's going to be the first one there to praise you and tell you when you're right. But at the end of the day, they just want to show the stuff. Uh, I don't care who you are. You're not going to go through a season smiling at your coach all, all, all year. I get mad at Gruden sometimes. You know, it happens. Gruden gets mad at me sometimes. It happens. But at the end of the day, we're, we're grown-ups. They know it's a bigger picture. The bigger picture is the win and to bring a championship to the Raiders. And that's the end of the day, they're going to work together. But they're going to have misunderstandings. But at the end of the day, we all come back together. And I had never seen anything where I thought it would be anything different than them coming back together. There's a draft. Today's our draft. Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. The first draft. Look, I'm into a draft. He's going to pull in the draft. You're going to the draft? Surefire first round draft pick. Draft looks solid. Good luck with the draft. They drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. Another successful draft. Yeah. Shallow draft. Drafts. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Well, it's draft day. Let's talk about the draft. This is gonna be the worst draft yet. It's our draft. You're drafting me in the first round. Number one draft choice, signed a big contract. Excellent draft. Nash building. Nash building. Nash building. <laughs> All right, the Nashville draft is coming up, and uh, Uncle Mosh, we've got some news. We got news on multiple fronts. Uh, so first off, the uh, if you don't know, the 2019 Nashville draft. Or Where is it? 2019 NFL draft is in Nashville, Tennessee, <gasps> which is not far from where Uncle Mosh and I live since we relocated from the Bay Area. And uh, so we uh, have, have tried to be in tune with as much as we can to give you as much news as far as the ongoings of that for those of you that are coming to the draft. So soon enough, we will talk a little bit about what we have going on in particular. But in the meantime, the entirety of the event looks like this. this some very uh, uh, specific news has come out. And uh, so the draft is April 25th through the 27th. And uh, you can go ahead and start to book your rooms and all that stuff for those dates. Uh, the draft uh, experience will be open for all three of those dates as well. So there's the draft and then there's the draft experience. I'm assuming this is going to be much like what the NFL experience is at Super Bowls and whatnot, where you have you know different games you can play and different events for the kids and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is going to be uh, uh, presented for all fans of all ages. And guess what, Mosh? Just like the draft itself, the NFL experience is free. So this is going to be uh, all held at Nissan Stadium, which is the, uh, the home of the Tennessee Titans, and they're calling it a three-day football festival. So wow. we, we, we referred to where they're going to do the draft, which is at the lower end of Broadway, which is one of the main drags in Nashville. We referred to it being similar to like our New Year's Eve celebration where it's one big giant outdoor concert. Well, now they're really embracing that concept and they're calling it a three-day festival. 
So that's so this is in addition to the draft. So this is all Dude, stuff. Woodstock was a three day festival. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Don't take the Come brown on. acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh yeah. So uh so the this three day festival. So this is all gonna be at Nissan Stadium. It says fans can participate in interactive exhibits, immersive games, virtual reality experiences, and free player autograph sessions and more. So it should be very, very cool. Um, we're going to do, I know I keep talking about it. I promise you we got them coming. We're going to do these videos kind of showing you where all this stuff is. And, uh, man, we have a, it's really cool the way Nashville's laid out. The Nissan Stadium is on the river, uh, on the Cumberland River, and there's a pedestrian bridge, so there's no vehicles at all. It's just for, for, for uh, walking traffic. This big bridge that goes over the river, right smack dab into downtown and right where you get off that bridge if you hang a right as soon as you get over the river you hang a right that's where the draft stage is going to be and that's where all this stuff is going to be going on so you can freely move back and forth uh, between this nfl draft experience and the draft itself and then on the front end really of where the draft is going to be that's the entire drag of broadway all the way up to about where bridgestone arena is where the nashville predators play and Mosh, what would you say? There's a thousand places to drink and eat between there? Oh, at least. It's bananas, y'all. I mean, it's crazy how many bars and restaurants and shops and things there are to do right in that spot. And the cool thing about it is this isn't a one-and-done thing for Nashville. This kind of stuff happens We'd, all the time. All we, the, have, yeah. we have, the, it used to be called Fanfare. Now it's called you know, country music fest or whatever. There's yeah. always something going on. So Nashville's ready. I mean, oh, this yeah. is this yeah. is not going to take us by surprise or take us by storm. That's how we got the draft when we bid on exactly. it. Exactly. Because we can handle it. And it's, it, you know, Nashville's a destination uh, place. I mean, people come here for that reason. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be just a, outstanding event it's it's crazy. I'm, with I'm getting fired up about i am too man i'm with you it's going to be awesome there's so many cool uh, and you're i mean you said it perfect i won't build on it it's it's we're, we're ready with the infrastructure is there so at this draft experience so there, i mentioned the autograph stage there's going to be football clinics they're going to have a play 60 zone for the kids you can take pictures with the lombardi trophy uh they're going to have a bunch of shops they're going to have uh, they're going to call it taste of the tailgate where they're going to have all these different food trucks and stuff set up they're going to have the Nashville Draft Experience music stage. Go figure, Music City is going to have a concert during right, the draft. Right. You know what I mean? So the music stage. Um, so at this main stage, it's going to be right there at First and Broadway. They're going to have a draft theater. That is entirely open to the public for free. Uh, and then all of the, um, this is where all the, the big concerts and, and the draft selections are going to play. And then here's the last thing. Okay, so all right, in the, in the, this is all right in one small area. Um, it's kind of like when you go to New York. You know, you, you go to New York the first time and you're like, Everything is like within a block of each other. Right, right. Like it's, it's all around all, Times Square. Yeah, yeah, it's all right there. Well, Nashville's not dissimilar to that. Obviously, much smaller scale in terms of sure. height of the buildings and whatnot. But all of our stuff in downtown Nashville is all right there next to each other. Well, downtown, we have the Shermerhorn uh, Symphony. is where our symphony plays. It's the Shermerhorn Theater, I believe it's called. Sure. Um, and, it's, and we have amazing shows and whatnot that happens there. Again, Music City, go figure. Well, it, so at the Shermerhorn this year, um, they're going to call that Selection Square. Um, so what the Shermerhorn is going to be is that that's going to turn into the war room. You know, you see when you're watching the draft oh, and right you on. see the war room with all the different teams set up. 
That's going to be the war room for all of the teams. So uh, all the teams' tables uh, with all the representatives from each club will make their their draft selections in Selection Square. And guess what? Selection Square is open. It's free for all of us. So we're going to be all up in this thing. Like we're going to have access to all of it and you don't got to be nothing special. You got to download an app and download a ticket and you get to go to all of this. It's all free. It's all open to the public. All 250,000 of you that are coming to the draft. It's going to be freaking awesome. So, you know, I hope you're coming to the draft. If you're, if you've ever wanted to come to a draft, this is the one to come to. And, and I, the NFL is going to build on this as well. They're going to do more of this kind of stuff, depending on the success of this one. Uh, but definitely, if you've ever considered it, please, please come. All right, so if all that excitement wasn't enough for you, that's a little podcast you guys listen to sometimes. They're having a, a listener meetup. They're going to do a live stream. I'm speaking about us in the third person, Mosh, because that's what cool people do. Uh, so Murph and Mosh will be there doing a live episode of Raiders fan radio at the draft but we because of all of this going on downtown have ultimately decided we're going to move off a little bit off site we're going to be about what 10 minutes away 10 minutes by uber by uber right so not far and i know a lot of you already are staying out of town anyways because it was either a you couldn't get a room or the ones that were available were like 500 bucks a night um so i know a lot of you are staying kind of on the outskirts of town anyways and in fact the official Raider Nation, the Music City Raider Nation hotel where they got like a block of rooms and all that stuff, that is on the outskirts of town. Right, right. Also about 10 minutes from where we are going to do our listener meetup. So we have a Facebook events page. Please go to Facebook. It's the Raiders Fan Radio Facebook page. It's at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, I believe. But just search Raiders Fan Radio. We're not our defined. Go to that events play page and tell us if you're coming. Because we need to let the people that are hosting us know uh, how many people are coming. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have five people or if it's going to be you and me and Q-Dog and Mojo and and uh, Eyepatch and uh, Ken Cruz, Monster Mash Ken. <laughs> and that might be it. And, you know, and that's it. And our families or whatever. Or if we'll have a thousand people. I don't know. I don't know how many people we're going to have. But if you're, if you're going to come and you want to come and, and see us do the show live and get a chance to meet me and Mosh and hang out with us for a little bit and watch the draft, we are going to be at this place called the Bavarian Beer House, which is in Opry Mills. Opry Mills is a giant mall. So if you have one of those massive malls in your town that you live in, picture that and then picture this big, giant German restaurant attached to it and it's an old school it's new restaurant but it was built old school where you like the, the big long tables where you can fit like it's nine like, it's like it, in munich the uh the hofbrau house you know that 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 the those kind of big with the big long tables and the and the oompa bands and the yes. big mugs of brew and yeah it's and you know and, and all kinds of great food i mean it's just outstanding absolutely so so the owner of the of that place greg was very accommodating to us He's got a special area of the place that's like an event room, essentially. Now, when I say in a room, it's huge. It's not like it's not a little thing. It's we could probably fit 150 people in this thing um, and it's wide open. It's going to be April. We're hoping that the weather's going to be nice. There's a big patio out there. And here's the cool thing about it being at this mall. When I say mall, I'm not talking about like I'm talking about like IMAX theaters and like it's a massive. It's got a Bass Pro Shops in it. That's I call it the $300 an hour store. 
<laughs> yes. You know? It's amazing. So it's not just like a little old podunk mall. This is like a big, giant thing. It so, used to be It used to be an amusement park. It actually used to be an amusement park. It used park. to be an yeah. amusement park. So there's the reason that we chose this location, this venue, is that one of two reasons. We got offered a place right downtown, which was nice, and that was, it was really nice of those folks to offer us that. But it was 21 and up. And I know that some people are going to have their kids and heck, my kids will probably be there and, you know, and, and our families. And so we didn't want to limit anybody's access to it. So that's why we've chosen this place. Cause it's a family friendly environment. It's 21 and up. But then the other thing is that it's at this mall. So if your wife is with you or your significant other, or whatever, and she don't want to hang out and watch a couple of chuckleheads nah. talk about the Raiders for an hour and a half, she can go and do all kinds of amazing fun things to do at the Op- Opry Mills. So that's why we chose this place. So I hope you guys are down with that. And, and they can go they can go online and look up Opry Mills. Yeah, just look up Opry you Mills know, and, and you'll, you'll see it. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. So head over to the Raiders Fan Radio Facebook page. Let us know if you're coming. We're going to basically we're going to do this over lunch. We're going to we'll start the show probably around 11 o'clock. We'll do an hour and a half show. We want to talk to you. We want to have you. We're going to have Mike set up for everybody to jump in and and join us on the show. It's not just going to be us talking at you. Of course, we want to be like as always interactive. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, so yeah, please let us know if you're going to join us. Go to that Facebook page and just hit that button and let us know that you're interested and or going. And Uncle Mosh, let's get to the sea of fans. I'll turn it up. <laughs> I hit the button. I did my part. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. All right, Uncle Mosh, our favorite segment on Raiders Fan Radio is the Sea of Fans Mailbag, where we hear from you. You can call us at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Leave us a message, and you become what we refer to as a made man on Raiders Fan Radio or a made woman. Uh, all you got to do is call us three times and get your message played. And the kind of the, the made men of the made men, or we call them the capo, is one Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, and he calls us every week with our call from the capo so before we uh, get to the emails and your rest of your voicemails let's get to our call from the capo greetings aaron your q dog raider coming to you from the east side soon be back in texas on the west side can't wait murph sunny uncle mosh <laughs> little little murph oh man i hope he's been a good boy this week but let's go ahead and get on to what we need to talk about um We've had a lot of turnover as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a, a red flag, you know, but a, a, after the, the first year that we've all suffered through, maybe it is time to shape up the, uh, shake up the old apple cart. I mean, we lost uh, running back coach Jamal Singleton, uh, DB coach Derek Gainsley, um, Greg Olson. I mean, we're just prepping for the third stint, I guess, for Greg Olson. But um, there's a couple of folks that have not been announced as far as replacements, uh, A.J. Nebel and, uh, let me see, I think we lost Tom Shaw. I, it's hard to keep up with, but the thing is, hopefully, 
we'll be able to get some quality staff people in here and make these announcements so our coaching staff will be shored up following the senior bowl. Now, I was looking at an article that was written by Tyler J. Smith of SB Nation, and he brings up a, a very interesting point as we move into the uh, 2019 draft. What if the nightmare scenario does, in fact, take place? And by the nightmare scenario, I mean, what if uh, we don't get Boza, who goes to the Niners? We don't get Josh Allen. Let's say he goes to the Jets. I mean, who do the Raiders take as an edge rusher? I mean, do we go for a defensive tackle? Do we try to get even more interior push? I mean, what are we going to do in that scenario? I mean, do we go after a quarterback at that point? I mean, there are teams that are starved for quarterbacks. I mean, the Broncos, I know they picked up Flacco, but who does that scare? Nobody. I mean, the Giants need a quarterback. The Dolphins need a quarterback. And I hear they're looking at Kyler Murray, the Heisman winner, and I hope we don't take that kid. Nice guy. Don't need him. But these are things to think about. And if that pushes us down, let's trade, get a quarterback, and use that as leverage. No matter how it goes in this nightmare scenario, we might still be in the driver's seat. So let's go ahead and see what we can do in order to get additional picks by, you know, wheeling and dealing and making sure we use that leverage. Now, what are we going to do for our backup quarterback? Got an idea. It came across the text machine last night. Me and the boys, we were sitting there kicking it around, and I noticed old number 14, good old Snake Hips himself, the silver-bittered swashbuckler, number 14, Murph. <laughs> Think about it, group. Okay, so first let me let me address the more uh, the more serious part of, of his message, uh, and, and one that uh, Tom Shaw, our former strength and conditioning coach, was let go, and they brought in uh, this AJ Nebel. Uh, if you don't know, Tom Shaw was the guy that works in Orlando at at ESPN at their like you know their strength and conditioning uh, place down there. He is an expert on getting guys ready for the combine. Right. So he's a strength speed guy, right? But only in terms of preparation for performance at the combine. He's and the majority of what the responsibilities are of a strength and conditioning coach in the NFL, it's injury prevention. So that's why it really wasn't a good fit. I applaud the Raiders for reaching out and trying to do something new and different, but that's not what what Tom Shaw does doesn't transfer as well to the day-to-day in and out of being a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, So that's why he was let go, and that's more what this this A.J. Nebel is. So I I think that that's definitely a a good move. All right, so and now the the, the funnier part of it is I'm going to show Mosh this picture first. I'm going to show you this guy. Look what what, – so we're on this group text, and there's a a bunch of guys, and I'm not able to check it out as much as I would like to just because we get so much show stuff going on. But anyways, there's a lot of the main men in there. It's Mojo Raider. It's it's Aaron the Q-Dog. It's uh, – uh, Raider Ramon is in there. It's Big Raider Trucker. Big Raider Trucker puts this picture up in terms of uh, of, of starting quarterbacks potential for the Raiders. <laughs> so, so this is what Q Dog's talking about. So for those of you that are on the YouTube channel, there you go. There's old Murph with his Raider hat, oh number my fourteen. Gosh. I'll How probably, funny! Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? So I'll, uh, he he put cropped my head out there and put me on. Uh, uh, I believe that's Matt McGloin. That's the Red Rocket there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, who put that big Raider trucker? Big Raider trucker. I so. hope you didn't do it while he was driving. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and uh, I guess you know, I I got my head on Matt McGloin's body. I'm glad it wasn't Connor Cook, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's only a little bit better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, nice. Like, yeah, like, you know. How anyway, funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, How anyways, funny. all right, Mosh, kick us off. All right, so uh, this is coming from our buddy overseas across the pond, our buddy Paul, and he says, hey, fellas, hope you're well. Time to talk all things Raiders again. Firstly, 
I didn't mention the Coach Flores Hall of Fame debacle last week. I'm still very angry and disappointed about the decision, but not surprised. We know the reason he wasn't inducted. They enjoy aggravating us every year, don't they? I'm generally convinced that Belichick and Brady would struggle to get in if they had been Raiders. Ooh. Ooh. I'm equally convinced that the voting committee are some <laughs> are some of Jim Henson's most realistic creations. <laughs> I love I love the Muppets reference. At the time of writing, there's still no news as to where we'll play next season. Personally, I believe Mark Davis and the Oakland authorities should bite the bullet and agree to deal to stay agree and deal to stay in Oakland. It's gone on too long, and frankly, while I agree with Mark Davis's personal stance, I'm past caring about his money and Oakland's petty vendetta. The only thing that matters to me is the Raiders' faithful. So, guys, get out there. Agree to deal to stay, then prepare the best send-off possible, Amy Trask style. Finally, I've never submitted my Mount Rushmore. I feel guilty not oh. picking some guys, and I found it tough to narrow down to three, but here goes. Alongside Al Davis, I would place Howie Long, Charles Woodson, and Lester Hayes. Ooh. Ooh. Now, uh, He's know, the first one to put Lester on there. All three of those guys get mentioned in every single episode we do. Pretty much, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. You don't need me to tell you why Howie and Charles are there, and Lester Hayes is my all-time hero. We'd have to put some stickum on the mountain, though. <laughs> all three would have been... All three would have been Pro Bowl stars wherever they played, but when they were sprinkled with that special Raider dust, it made them legends. Ooh, nice. Nice. Go. That's Raider awesome. Dust. Finally, guys, I saw a quote the other day that I've adapted for the judge. Judge meaning Lester Hayes. Absolutely. Always be yourself, unless you can be Lester Hayes. <laughs> then... Be Lester Hayes. Be Lester Hayes. Thanks as always to you both. Love you, Raider Nation. Regards, Paul Egerton from Shropshire, Mississippi. That is awesome. Great job, Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi. That's a that's a great Mount Rushmore. That's a great. That's a Mount great Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Really hard, hard to argue against that. one. Hard to argue against that one. I love the fact you put Lester in there. You know, my uncle Murph. Uh, uh, rest in peace. That was one of his all-time favorites. Of course, he was a snake guy, and he was, you know, Raiders of the '70s guy. But man, he loved Lester Hayes. He loved that, you know, th- how intimidating Lester was. And he used to, you know, say that he would get, you know, when he would get down there, you know what I mean, all crouched down, all yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. He would just like he would just he loved that 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 look and that, you know, oh, Lester was just amazing, man. He was just so good. And Hayes and Haynes, man, might have been the best cornerback duo of all time so hey you know there's something about uh, else about paul's email mosh that got my attention this week do you know what it is i do know what it is tell so, tell paul because apparently i'm the knucklehead that oversought oversought no oh uh, yeah it, oversighted the, the, over the, the oversight was your responsibility i overlooked you overlooked him with an oversight i overlooked him with an oversight not paul? your overbite but no. your oversight paul uh i owe you an apology my friend paul <sighs> Here's the thing. Three calls and you're a made man. But 117 <laughs> emails, you're in, baby. You you're are, in. You're you are. Without, and they're always good. 
And they're always and good. They're always good. So you are definitely in. So uh, we've got a made man via voicemail this week as well. So I'm going to play that voicemail, and then we're going to play the made man music because we have two brand new inductees to the Raiders fan radio made man list. Uh, when we come back from that music, Mosh, if you wouldn't uh, mind, uh, please uh, updating us with the new list of the uh, now 28 guys that populate the crew. And uh, so thank you to Paul, and uh, thank you for all your emails and then thank you to uh also new made man and i'm talking about james in arkansas hey guys james in arkansas i was thinking chucky is not quarterback whisperer or whatever but raiders needs this chucky because i think raider needs someone to lead and that is chucky raiders needs a leader and al davis is gone chucky is lively big as hell right now and it's it's not really 10 years one thousand million dollars or whatever it's 14 or 15 years john gruden is still here now last year it was a kind of a bitch um season and Gruden don't like Absolutely. don't like that. Chucky is leading the pack like just a figure, you know, and that's awesome because Alvin Davis, his son, is not really a good fit because he looks laughable. But I love <laughs> Chucky and I love the Raiders. Go Raiders. All right. Thank you, James in Arkansas. I appreciate that. And, you know, before I hit the music, I just want to do tag on what is something that's very important, what he said, because it builds on Mosh on your key point early on when John Gruden retook the reins for the Raiders is that this is much, much bigger than just a coach. This is much bigger than a GM or even a he is leading now the organization, much like Robert Kraft owns the Patriots, but the leader of the Patriots is Bill Belichick. And that's exactly what we're starting to see now with the Raiders. Mark Davis is going to be the owner. He's going to go play owner. John D- John Gruden is going to be the the, the leader uh, of the Raiders. So great call uh, by James, and thank you to you and Paul both. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right. Congratulations once again to both of our made men. And, you know, he, uh, James doesn't need me to 
to to continue to define him by by some of the things that goes on in his calls. But I just would like to remind everybody that uh, James is a, a former member of our our military and in service suffered a, a pretty severe head injury uh, that I won't get into the details on. Although he shared them with me, uh, you know, I'll respect his privacy, not sure. share him on the show. But he um he's got a a pretty significant uh, challenge when it comes to speaking, and so I edit together. His calls, typically it takes him four or five uh-huh. uh, calls to kind of get it together a little bit. And uh, so I edit them together. So I apologize for the the, the choppiness of it. That's really on me um, putting those things together. So uh, anything in terms of that, just just remember that when we listen to his calls. Sure, okay? and he's got my respect, man. It's it's a, it's a it's a ballsy thing to call in when, you know, you you struggle with something. And, uh, you know, it's we, we all have those things that we do and, and – uh, we do the best we can with what we got. Absolutely. Look at look at us with tonight's podcast. <laughs> I know. Right? I know? can't get through a dang segment without fogging up my glasses and peeing <laughs> myself. Yeah. All, right. All right. So hey, the big twenty-eight. We hit twenty-eight, two eight. We got twenty-eight guys on our 28 crew. Twenty-eight on the crew, Mosh. Twenty-eight made men, and they are Jimmy Zebach, Johnny in San Diego, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Ron in Alliance, Ohio, the Dakota Raider, Aaron. Capo, the Q-Dog Raider. Red in Yakima. Jim from the East Coast. Yayo in Jersey. Big Raider Trucker. Wyoming Raider. Diego in Georgia. Running Bear in Tulare. Mojo Raider. Junior in San Diego. James in Arkansas. Monster Mash Ken. Houston Raider Steve. Jesse in Kentucky. B-Dog in a pasture in Texas. Max in San Diego. Patch. Alex in Tucson. Ruben in Vegas. Kevin the Raider Nerd, Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi, UK, <laughs> 24 Karat Kev, the Cool Ass Raider, and Beto, you know the city. <laughs> I love it. Great job, guys. I love it that our made man roster is, uh, is, is now getting so big. And, you know, that's going to definitely be part of our, uh, uh, of our new shirt, Mosh. We're going to have a, a, a made uh, portion of it, and so you guys will see that. I think you're going to dig it. Um, all right, so next up on the show, uh, we got a first-time caller, Mosh. We love it when we get first-time callers, and uh, we're going to hear from our new friend, Raider Rue in Utah. Hey, Murph, Uncle Mosh. It's Raider Rue out of Logan, Utah. It's my first time making an attempt at calling in, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I've listened to the last episode while driving my forklift. Don't tell the people in charge. I'm not supposed to have a phone out on the, on the floor, <laughs> but it gets me through my 12-hour shifts. But uh, here are you talking about the stadium issue, and you're saying it was wrong for uh, Davis to negotiate with the Giants first on the whole Oracle Park debacle. I have to disagree a little bit. I do agree it's a bad look how it went out. I disagree that it was wrong to go through them first. got to get all the parties, the Niners, the Giants, and the NFL to agree so they could have, you know, like, hey, you find an agreement and we'll see if it works. So I think getting an agreement from the Giants first is fine. The problem came when the leak came before they had all the other approvals. So whether they leaked it out to try to force it or the Giants leaked it out or however that came, that became bigger issue or the problem to me than going to the Giants first. I think they could have handled all that better. So really looking forward to getting all this stuff hashed out because it's just getting annoying having all the stadium problems going so and hanging over our heads. But I hope we get that solved soon. We look forward to an offseason. It should be a very important, exciting offseason for us. And we'll be getting more on that later. just want to share my thoughts on that. Anyways, thanks for that. Keep, keep up the good work, guys. Really enjoy the show. And uh, go Raiders. All right. Awesome job. Raider Roo, man. Good job on the first time uh, call there. So, Uncle Mosh, so he joins 
Talk about select company. There's more select company than the made men because now Raider Rue and Diego and Georgia, the only two guys to ever call us from the forklifts while they were at work. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they're going to jump in on the chat and compare their rides. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, hey, great call, man. That was an awesome job. And uh, definitely give us a call back, Raider Rue, and uh, look forward to hearing your next one. All right, uh, Uncle Mosh, you know, we always have a lot of favorites. And another one of my new favorites, uh, as far as our callers go, is Rev Raider. So Rev Raider called us back. With This is his second call. And uh, now, I got to say, Mosh, Google Voice got him at the Uh-oh. end. He, he, he ran into that. You could tell he's, he's, he's a newer caller because there's a three-minute window that Google Voice gives you before it cuts you off. So, so Google Voice gets him. But all the way up until then, he has an amazing call. So definitely call us back, Rev Raider. And uh, let's hear to his second call. What's going on, Murph and Uncle Mosh? This is Rev Raider calling back. Um, I just wanted to say, last time when I called for the first time, I didn't uh, tell you guys where I'm from. I'm actually from Jersey, uh, now currently residing uh, in North Bergen, which is literally the in the butt crack of Giant Stadium. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the reasons why I am a Raiders fan, because. Uh, one, I, I feel that it's bovine excrement, the fact that the <laughs> Giants are the New York Giants, but they play in a completely different state. You, you, you play in Jersey, but you're not you're not New Jersey Giants. Screw that. So I'm already saying. But um, I just wanted to call to give some thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, I know a lot of people were saying that it was like a boring Super Bowl and stuff. I thought it was a great Super Bowl for the simple fact that it just proves that defenses are still alive. You know, sometimes I just want to see a defense shut somebody down. And they definitely did that. Um, I think that, uh, the problem with the, with the Rams is they didn't learn their six P's. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> and I have been telling people all year the Rams just run the same plays just with window dressing. You know, it's the jet sweep. They run it play action to a pass that's the same that's what happened to the Raiders in week one they were doing the same thing they were able to run the ball so that play action just started burning us um and so and furthermore people don't give credit that Sean McVay got that little jet sweep thing from John Gruden because John Gruden was running that back when he was coaching the Raiders you know so they should give credit where credit is due and in that thought process that's two coaches using John Gruden's style going to the Super Bowl and losing. So I guess ain't nothing like the real thing if it ain't John Gruden, you know, using it. Plus um, a little something for uh, pop culture, Raiders of pop culture. I did notice uh, there's a new show called Deadly Class on Sci-Fi Network. I think it's like the fourth episode. It just um, came on this past Wednesday on the 6th. One of the characters, he's like, they're, they're, the basic premise of the show is kids that are going to a school for assassins. And so a lot of these mobsters and gangsters send their kids to the school. So one of the kids who's like um, the son of an L.A. gang member or whatever, he's in the show, uh, and he's walking around with a Raiders um, T-shirt on. And the show is based in, is supposed to be based in the 80s. But um, also... I am excited about the draft, and... Google Voice has claimed you. (laughs) 
Sorry, Rev. We got there's a three minute time limit there, but wasn't that a great call, Mosh? Oh man, it was a great call, and it kept him out of the sizzler when Google Voice nails you. Oh, oh man! Oh, new was, rules. Oh, well, Mosh invent rules. You're like the NFL officials. You, I, you just know, invent rules I, I on the fly. Out, I took out a little card. And I, uh, <laughs> I slid it between the ball and the, uh, you know, I slid it between the computer, right? Yeah, here, yeah, 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 yeah. And he almost made he it, almost man. Made he was it. on his oh, way. Oh, man. Uh, he was sizzling, dude. Uh, first off, Jersey represent. I was telling, you know, when I had the interview with Aaron and Rosa last week. he's one of my week, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, uh, uh, I was telling Aaron Rosa last week, who's from New Jersey and, and, and in the band Palisades, uh, amazing band and, and, and uh, great Raider fan. There's so many freaking Raider fans in Jersey. I love it. It's awesome. There's a, I mean, and I know Chris Potts is is in your. He's a member of the New Jersey, New Jersey yeah. chapter of the Black Hole. He's he's one of your peeps up there. But of course, you know, and and, and Chuck and the guys, the fan uh, fan head, the fan club blitz. Um, it's just it's I swear it's like every week we find somebody new uh, from Jersey. So there's Rev uh, representing Jersey once He'll again. He'll call back. He'll call back and hey, one more time, Rev, and you're in the made men class, make it number twenty nine, and uh, and I'm I want to check out that show too. I'm gonna check that out, Deadly oh, Class, for sure, for on sure. Sci-Fi. That sounds really cool. So appreciate the call. Uh, keep them coming, my friend. And uh, Uncle Mosh, let's go now to our buddy Raider Beto. You know the city, Raider Beto. You know the city. Well, I thought we had a home, but until the team that likes to show off their Madden rating as their logo said no. <laughs> Well, now on, if anything bad happens to the Raiders, I'm blaming the Niners. You know what, Mark Davis? Swallow up your pride, grab your webbles, and just say, Oakland, I'm sorry for all this. Let's play in Oakland one more year. Let's figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Also, uh, I want to mention that I love you guys' show. Uh, You did the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, whatever, a lot of supers. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Raiders are the only team to win and play Super Bowl in their home state. Super Bowl... uh, Nine, uh, uh, yeah, in Pasadena and Super Bowl 37, San Diego. Oh, damn, I forgot we don't mention that game. Uh, I'm bad at Tom Florida, no, but y'all know how it goes. Greatest versus everybody. Yeah, Tom this year beat on the door. Hopefully, next year he kicks the son of a you know what in, and hopefully, it's not the wrong F in door. Also, Uncle Mosh, I didn't mention the Angels because they're irrelevant, just like the Clippers, Ducks, Chargers, and now the Lambs, as said by the LA Times. By the way, Murph. Dodgers and go Raiders. <laughs> Great job, Beto. That was one of my favorites this week. That was an awesome call. Uh, I love it. You took a couple shots at us, and uh, and uh, you know. <sighs> I just, I don't, I just, it was a great call. Very funny. I, I just, I, lo- I love the call. Uh, g- great job, the Raider. And, you know, I, I mentioned last week's show because somebody said cojones. And I said, you know, anytime you can say cojones or, or huevos, Absolutely. you're doing a good job. And so he dropped huevos on us. I love it, man. <laughs> so good. So good. So, uh, all right, we got one more, Uncle Mosh. Let's hear from all our right. buddy, Houston Raider Steve. Hey, Mosh and Murph, this is Houston Raider Steve. So you were right about uh, Houston Raider John McClain. He accused Al Davis of, uh, leaving the uh, water on at the um, Coliseum the night after the game, soaking the uh, field. He also accused uh, Al Davis of uh, deflating footballs and everything, anything to do to win the games. Uh, I met Pastorini at an um, event, charity event. He has a book out. It's been out for a while called Taking Flack, uh, about him, uh, his life in the fast lane is the name of the book. Anyway, uh, he was uh, not the popular choice and everything. Everybody in Oakland was upset when Kenny got uh, traded here to Houston. And uh, what happened is um, – when he got hurt in the fifth game at home, uh, the 1980 season against the Chiefs, the uh, fans cheered loudly, and his dad was in the audience, and he cried. Obviously, his dad did. 
He was very upset about that. I asked Kenny, I said, uh, about the, about your ring and everything, do you still have it? And he says, no, I gave it away to charity. That wasn't my team, that was Plunkett's team. Uh, before he was hurt and everything, Davis was, uh, calling him up every day, asking how he was doing, helped him, uh, with real estate, um, finding a place out there. Everything was fine until he got hurt and he said, tough break, kid. And then, uh, Pastorini was upset because he, you know, got back in shape and everything and then, uh, he was, he was cleared to uh, play and everything and, he got mad and, you know, said, activate me, uh, Mr. Davis and Davis wouldn't and he cursed at him. And then in another incident, he, uh, was on, on a plane and everything right behind, uh, uh, Davis and he had, was cursing him out and everything. And obviously, uh, Davis cursed him out back, the <laughs> right back. The players had to separate him and everything. And then so anyway, so, um, he, uh, he was in the doghouse after that. And then, uh, eventually got to a point, the feud between Davis and, uh, um, Pastorini. That season, uh, the next season, that uh, he didn't play Pastorini and everything till the uh, fourth game of preseason, just to let him know who was boss. You know, you don't disrespect Al. That's one big thing. Once you did that, that was it. So anyway, so after that uh, uh, fourth preseason game and everything, he says, "I'm going to cut you," which he did cut him, and then he re- said, "I refuse to pay you anything." So they was went for years and years in ba- battling courts. Um, after that and everything, I asked uh, Pastorini, I said, well, what do you think about Al Davis? And he said, I wouldn't take a leak on Al Davis if he was on fire. That's how bad it was. So that was it. And then he went to Philadelphia after that. Anyway, they, in the 1980 season when they played that game and everything in, in uh, Oakland, um, my my friends and I went out to the airport to greet the uh, Oilers when they came back from that year and everything. I remember that game. Lester Hayes had that interception. The snake, uh, you know, didn't have a good game at all. And then that was the year that they ended up, after they won that game, they eventually played the Philadelphia Eagles, which they won in New Orleans. Great show, uh, Murph and Mosh. As always, God bless and go Raiders. Great job. I love the history lessons from man. Houston Raiders. Steve, man, yeah. the firsthand account from Pastorini. Do you, you remember all that? I remember Uncle I Murph. He I do. pissed at all that. He hated all that. It was crazy. It was, you know... Uh, Anytime you got to separate a quarterback and the owner, <laughs> you yeah, know, right? I mean, it's you know, you know, stuff's getting crazy. But I, I do, I, I, uh, I love it when Houston, Ra- Houston Raider calls in. Man, he's always got history stuff. It's great us, stuff. You know? and, and and my my biggest takeaway from that was you don't disrespect Al. That was it, man. Like you, you, know, you, you don't wanna, want you don't want up him, uh-uh. and you and you don't disrespect no, him. You that was talk about the Godfather. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay, so all right, let's hit the scissors. So we had all some right. great stuff, man. We had uh, always James in Arkansas is fantastic, and and this week was was no disappointment. He did a great job. His week of becoming a made man, hey, man. it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Raider Rue hit us from the forklift, man. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, talking about his stadium issues. And, boys and girls, please don't tell his boss. <laughs> you know, that, 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 couldn't, that wouldn't go well for Raider Rue. Okay, and then Rev Raider, of course, his second call. You know, one of my Jersey guys, man. And, and he threw in the bovine excrement. I love that how, was good. And I love how he called out the NFL. Guys, study your geography maps. How do you put a team in New Jersey and call them New York? Hello, New York doesn't own everything. And then hit us with the six Ps. Come on. That was good. Oh, that's right. I forgot the six Ps. The six Ps. That was was fantastic. But dang it, if he didn't get zapped by your new sound. My new sound. Can I drop it again? Absolutely. Right now. Google Voice has claimed you. (laughs) 
so this week Sizzler has got to go, man. He 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 referenced our all of our super super Sunday super <laughs> Super Bowl super stupids that we are, and hit you with a go Dodgers. Yeah. Plus he flinged in huevos. So Beto, and you know the city. Oh oh oh! Wait, hold on, hold on. Ready? Wait, no, I got a thing here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't know. Hit no thanks or something. No thanks. Is there a no thanks? Uh, What'd you do, Mosh? I hit it with my big fat finger oh, and something no. came up on my screen. Oh, hit. Next. No. Previous. Previous. What am I doing? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, just hit. Oh, you can't hit oh, anything now, huh? Crap. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. Oh, you it's got still it? on it. Sizzler, 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 sizzler. Let's go to eat at the sizzler. And now you can't play Raiders Sorry. fans or Rogues Gallery either. Uh, shoot. Uh, I don't know what Stall I Stall and I'll bring it up. No, here it is. Sizzler. 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 This is the worst show we've ever this done. This is the worst one we've ever done. <laughs> this is the worst. Uh, we're a mess tonight, y'all. But they love the new soundbite. Oh, they do? The Google Dreaded soundbite. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, we are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. <laughs> Chris Potts says, Jiggle, Uncle Mosh. Hit my camera. Right. Truffle shuffle. <laughs> That's all the jiggle you're getting out of me, Chris Potts. I don't think he meant jiggle you. I think he meant jiggle the cord. Oh, Mosh. jiggle the wires. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm just glad you jiggled your belly. Right, I was so- <laughs> I was gonna pull up the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, quality so- radio right there. Oh my gosh! Oh my we're, gosh. We're, on, we're on fire tonight. All right, so uh, <sighs> oh, you know who that is? Well, how about this? All right, ready? One, two, three. Get the Niner fan. You see franchise four hundred eight in there? Yeah, that's my little brother Allen, and he's a Niners fan. Go get him, Raider Nation! Come on, hey Allen, thanks for coming in, bro. Absolutely, I I, I miss I, you, buddy. I miss yeah, you a lot. Absolutely, man. Uh, good to uh, good to see Allen in there. Franchise four hundred eight, along with Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Raider Homer, Chris Potts, Z- Zavi, Savi, like like Zavi. That's probably short for Xavier. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, anyway, Chris Potts, Running Bear, Raiders Voice, uh, Bobby Wasabi, Pirate nineteen seventy five, Herman Munster. Uh, appreciate all you guys checking us out and joining us for. Uh, the live stream here on Raiders Fan Radio. All right, one last thing for you before we get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Running Bear goes, the 13-year-olds have taken over all of us tonight. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my gosh. We've, we've gone uh, we've gone lowbrow humor. Uh, Q-Dog. Mach- <laughs> Q-Dog, I love you, man. He goes, Masha's moneymaker. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, we're dying tonight. Tell me about yeah. requests. Okay, so uh, we love that you guys reach out to us so much, and uh, we get a lot of requests. Uh, There are so many different ways to contact the show. Of course, via email, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page. You can send us Twitter messages. You can call the hotline, uh, a lot of different ways. And I know in the chat uh, we've gotten a lot of requests uh, that way as well. 
uh, for different segments that we do. Uh, I will try to get, and we will try to get to as many of them as we possibly can. I would just say, be patient with us. Uh, in fact, I got a great request this week. First one on YouTube, not on the, the oh, chat, nice. but on the, nice. on like on the page there on the comments, uh, Lance asked us for some old Greg Papa calls. Uh, yes, that, that kind of stuff. We will definitely play that kind of stuff as we get more into the off season, uh, when there's not as much Raider news coming fast and furious on a daily basis. Uh, so we will definitely do that Lance. And then in the meantime, if you want to go back and listen to any of our shows from this last off season, we had a segment where we featured a CD that, uh, that my dad, Alan and I's dad got for me, uh, back in like 2001. That was a, uh, it was, it was called the return to excellence. And it was a review of the Raiders season from the year 2000 when the Raiders were, uh, became prominent once again under, under John Gruden. And the entire thing is narrated by Greg Papa. So go back and you can check that out. And then, but as we get closer to the off season, We'll definitely uh, uh, feature more of that. And again, I will try to, we, we will try to get to as many of those as we can. A lot of time it just comes down to constraints and whatnot, but keep them coming. We, we see them and we recognize you and we're not ignoring you. Uh, keep them coming. We'll just get to them as soon as we can. All right. So uh, speaking of all of that, one of our new favorite segments, because uh, we have so many favorites of everything is uh, our Raiders in pop culture segment. And Mosh, this is where we go and listen to maybe a Raider that made an appearance on a TV show or was in a movie or did stand up or was in a commercial or whatnot. So we have featured all or uh, to this point players for the Raiders that were in another form of media this week. We're doing the flip. We're doing the reverse. Okay. okay. This week we're taking one of the biggest movie stars on the planet and we're going to listen to him talk about the Raiders. Do you know what it's like to really hate someone? I mean, really hate them. With a passion, a fury, a vengeance. You know what I'm talking about? Well, these guys do. you got to come on. The Raiders and Broncos. They can't stand each other. Like good hates evil. And evil hates good. They shared players and coaches. Now tell me that don't breed contempt. What if you yard sale some old drawings to a neighbor up the street and they turned out to be Da Vinci's? You hate his guts, right? You're damn right you would. And we're just talking about some ink on paper. Now what if the stakes were playoffs, championships, respect, huh? Now you don't just hate them, you want to hit them. You want to bury them in the turf. You want them looking through their ear hole. You want to say, I like your teeth, especially the ones scattered around the 20-yard line. You want their mamas to say, oh, no, that's not my child. My child has a face. Well, that's what's going on here tonight. There are Raiders. There are Broncos. There's an enclosed space. There's piles and piles of hate. And there's you. So I ask you, are you ready for some football? Well, are you? Um, oh, my God. Isn't that great? That is so cool. So good, man. Sam Jackson is amazing. Uh, and and I love it. He's kind of channeling a little bit of uh, Jules Winfield there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I love it, man. That's It's so good. And, and you know, uh, they're my most hated team. And I know we have – there's a – you know, Raider Nation has a lot of hate for a lot of teams, <laughs> uh, especially the three in our division. And you can kind of juggle the order however works best for you. For me, it's the Broncos. And so, uh, you know, we don't hate things, uh, but I can – 
hate them. I don't hate them as people, but I hate that team. I hate oh, yeah. their color oh, scheme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate a, you know a, a lot of things about the Broncos. I hate the, how well they've done against us in the past. I hate how overrated they were. Uh, I hate the way that John Elway most recently built that team to win a championship. He kind of stole it, man. I mean, it just they're i just i can't can't stand them i hate them i absolutely hate them we hate them you know and so uh so that was really cool to hear sam jackson there in our raiders and pop culture segment so appreciate Uh, you uh uh those suggestions keep those suggestions coming we got a bunch i got a really cool so here we go alan it's timely you're in the chat because my brother alan is a huge x-men fan both in comics and movies and whatnot and um i had a guy that sent a uh, an email this week about an X-Men comic that features some of the Raiders in the comic book. And he sent pictures of the comic book. So, uh, and, and it came right before we went, we went to air. Uh, so I told him that we'll, we'll definitely share that one for next week. So, uh, uh, so stay tuned there. So continue to keep those things coming. We got, uh, Chuck McCann sent one in about the, uh, about the movie, Christine, Kevin, the Raider nerd has sent one in about, uh, the movie demolition man, uh, lots and lots of cool Raiders and pop culture segments. So, uh, so definitely, um, uh, keep those things coming and we appreciate you all, uh, sending those things in our way. All right, Uncle Mosh, uh, this is, uh, brings us kind of to the close of episode number 117 of Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate everybody that's joined us in the live chat. Thank you to all of you that have downloaded uh, our show and like and subscribe to us that way. Uh, please continue to support the, the show that way. And also hit that link, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that we're now uh, a partner with NFL.com. So if you're going to go buy something from there, from the from the, the official Raiders site, hit that link and it will take you directly to the Raiders page where all the Raiders merchandise is. Uh, so that way, uh, listen to the show, support the show that way with, with the NFL.com, and then, of course, YouTube. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, that's all we got for you this week. Uncle Mosh, take us home. I appreciate that, Murph. So for you are listening to... <laughs> you are listening tonight. Thanks for listening tonight. And uh, for Ron, the, the Mater Raider, and for our Capo Q-Dog, and, of course, my little nephew, Murph, this is your old Uncle Mosh. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't ever forget what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember the last time your ask was on the pole, <laughs> you were trying to ship in ferries. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. 
It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.